Appreciate everybody who tuned in to come rock with me for a couple of hours. You know how my spaces do, man. We don't we don't stop talking Knicks until until the time is is right. <laughs> but salute to everybody, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Um, shout out to the Knicks right now. They are currently on a two game winning streak. Where I was fortunate enough to go to the game versus the Cleveland Cavaliers in person. And I was able to watch the Knicks game. And Julius Randle was looking like the black Ryan Anderson. And the Knicks pulled out that one. And then yesterday, I was fortunate enough to be at work. And, you know, work wasn't really that busy. And I watched a great game yesterday. Uh, I had so I had a lot of fun watching the game. Those close games that the Knicks play. Um, I love, love them. Uh, I have no problem watching them. Um, but let me get right to, right to it, man. Like the whole, I like, I like to criticize my players, man. I like, I like to judge my players and critique my players as I see fit. I don't like to, um, sour push and I don't like to like genuinely shit on my players, but whenever I see something I don't like, I like to speak on it regardless of the blowback, uh, me and Breeze got into an argument yesterday because Breeze came on the spaces and basically was trying to tell people how to fan. I'm not going to tell another Knicks fan how to fan because I don't pay that said Knicks fan bills. I will never get on here and tell Knicks fans to stop complaining. I will never get on here. And tell Knicks fans to stop rooting for the team. You root for the team the way you want to root for this team. Don't let nobody else try to sway you from not rooting for the Knicks. If you want to be judgmental upon the Knicks, go ahead. Do it at your discretion. Stop allowing these people to get on this app just to say whatever the fuck they want to say to you and try to make you feel dumb or try to make you feel less of a fan because you're, you, you're opinionated. You want people to hear your opinion and your opinion might be negative so what not everybody in life is positive how the fuck we gonna learn like that so i you know i have no problem with the whole company man versus anti-fan and the whole people judging the nick players i just want to be fair and i like to be critical of all my players uh i don't like to be called i don't like to be called stupid because i'm calling Jalen brunson a ball i'm just calling how i see it People put up Brunson's stats from yesterday's game and try to tell me shit like Brunson had a good game. No, he did not have a good game. He had a poor game. He was, he was pathetic last night. Horrible. And almost cost us the fucking game. Luckily, luckily Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett saved his bacon. So I would like Nick fans to, to start, you know, holding themselves accountable, man, when, when they say certain shit. Uh, Hold the players accountable when you see them not playing to the best of their ability. I don't like when Jalen Brunson ball hogs. That is me. That's just me personally. I don't like the fact that the Knicks did not start Emmanuel quickly his first two seasons. I'm still annoyed behind it. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm still a Knicks fan. I'm still going to root for my team 
regardless of how I want to root for my team. If I'm rooting for losses, it's not, it's not because I genuinely want the Knicks to lose. I have an agenda. Anybody who roots for Nick losses has an agenda. If they don't want to tell you, I'm telling you. Anybody who gets on, on this app and says to anybody else, hey, I want to lose on purpose, they have an agenda. And I can understand their agenda. The agenda can be, hey, listen, I don't like this coach. I don't like management. I don't like what they're doing. And I understand the only way to get these motherfuckers out of here is that they lose. So I rather root for losses so management can get the fuck out of here. And and that's that. But at the same time, you got to put your emotions aside and you got to talk basketball. With that said, I listened to James Dolan's interview. I listened to both of them. I listened to the one on, on W Fan and I listened to the one on Good Morning America. Um, the one on Good Morning America didn't really bother me. Um, he was talking about the facial recognition and this, that, and third. A lot of companies do facial recognition. You got facial recognition at my job. I work in one of the most prestigious hospitals in America. You're damn right they got facial recognition. So I, I'm not really you know, bothered by James Dolan. I think James Dolan, just me personally, I always tell Nick fans, I think he's one of the best owners, best sports owners of all time. Uh, I know that he got, he gets a lot of blowback uh, uh, upon how he does things. Um, I know that he gets a lot of blowback because of the men that he's hired. And, you know, he's just the CEO. If you want to shit on Dolan for his hiring practices, okay, cool. But you could also give him props when he's hired the most minorities in sports, professional sports history. That is a fact. That's not something I'm going to just push to the side because you 90s Knicks fans are going to say, oh, Dolan does this, Dolan does that. Dolan then fucking come downstairs and tell Tom Thibodeau to play Alfred Payton over Alec Burks. Come on now. Dolan, Dolan doesn't even know the fucking basketball team. Matter of fact, come to think of it, the, the interview before this one, I remember James Dolan taking out a notepad to read Kevin Knox's name off the notepad. So the man obviously doesn't not know basketball. I was pissed off with what James Dolan said um, in the new the, the, the W fan uh, interview. And I was pissed off with James Dolan because the way he came off, it, it, it sounded like... Like, he's good with just winning. He's good with a first-round exit. He's good with Thibodeau. He's good with Leon Rose. He likes what they're doing. This, that, and third. I respect it. But at the same time, it's utter fuckery. It is utter fuckery, fuckery to me because now you set a precedent of where we don't we, – and this is the way it comes off. I may be wrong, right, because, I, you know, everybody's um, free to have their own opinion. I may be wrong about this, but – Yo, it comes off as they only want to sell tickets. They don't give a fuck about winning. They only care about the Knicks fans coming in the garden, having fun with something he said, and the playoff revenue. Um, that's kind of disgusting to me. It's kind of disturbing. And to, to not to put that edict out in public was alarming for me because what kind of president are you trying to set with your, with your organization? So we're just good. With just making the first round. We're just good 
with a first round exit. That is why people still come on this app and they still complain. That's why. Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm one of those people, I'm not just good with a first round exit. I've never been good with a first round exit. I have high standards for the Knicks. I've only seen the Knicks get out the first round one time. Just one time. One time past 22 years. They got out the first round. So, no, I believe this team don't deserve company, man. So, no, I don't, I, I don't think this team deserves the amount of praise that they get on a daily basis for doing just regular logical shit like playing the kids. Something logical. I don't, I'm not giving them heaping praise for that. For what? That's ridiculous. So I, I try to, like, be uh, – I, I try to stay – even tempered, and I try to, I try to still root for the team. But what kind of president is James Dolan setting when he's not on his boss's asses? So that's where me, people like me, people like Ari, people like Jay, we bring balance to Nick's Twitter because you people who shake ass all day. That's the reason why Dolan and those dudes feel comfortable doing with what they're doing. That's why they feel they they, they don't they don't feel the blowback. Because most of the company men is uh, most of the company men that's on even on Twitter, they have tens of thousands of followers. So they got tens of thousands of people who look this who who think the same way as them. I lose followers every day. No cap. I literally I lose followers every day because I'm voicing my opinion. I called Jalen Brunson Jalen Moutier yesterday and I lost four or five followers. I can't criticize my players. People don't like Criticism? I'm, I, like, I, I don't understand when, when people come under my tweets, call me retarded, call me stupid, this, that, and the third. I'm saying, God damn, I can't, I can't judge this team for what it is? Yes, Julius Randle's playing well, but R.J. Barrett closed the game. Jalen Brunson allowed a 10-0 run by himself. I have yet to see a Nick content creator call out Jalen Brunson. Matter of fact, shout-outs to Jonathan Macri. Because I love Macri. But Macri, what you tweeted yesterday about R.J. Barrett was some bullshit. You did not tweet about Jalen Brunson. I find that very interesting. I find it interesting. I follow stuff like that. I follow what Nick content creator judge what player. I find that interesting Jonathan Macri has yet to tweet something critical about Jalen Brunson. But he tweets something critical about R.J. Barrett. I find that very interesting. I find that very interesting. Jalen Brunson allowed a 10-0 run by himself, walking the ball up, walking the ball up, playing no defense, ball hogging. Nobody wants to call that man out. I lose followers when I call him out. Okay, cool. No problem. I lose followers every day if I want to speak my truth. I have no problem with that. I ain't come, up the, I ain't come from the mud with you. We ain't break back bread together. We ain't smoke no blunts together. I care less. You ain't throw me no, you ain't throw me no joints back in the day. So I could care less. So you know, I I try to always say even kill, but that James Dolan interview, man, that shit zapped a lot of energy from me. Being a being a Knicks content creator, being somebody who who I try to hold this team to the higher standard. Now that I know that James Dolan is just good with 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 he's just good with just winning, and I can respect it. Right. Um, matter of fact, let me just correct myself real quick. I can't be mad, really mad at 
what James Dolan said. Because everybody just wants to win. He's an owner. Of course he want to make his bread. I have a problem with the people he hires. The people he hires be on some bullshit. Leon Rose. This man and Tom Thibodeau. It, I don't know how to. I, I don't know the direction that Leon Rose wants. I don't know what he wants to do. I am so tired of hearing about trading for a star. It's tiring. I give you an example. Earlier today, Ian Bag. Shout out to Ian Bagley. Ian Bagley wrote a tweet. And he said, you know, the Knicks are not tanking. The Knicks are about building, and they're, they're building with RJ, Randall, Brunson, and Tibbs. On what planet I want to read a tweet like that? You're not gaslighting me, Ian. You could gaslight the company, man. You could show that off to them. Randall should not be in the role he's in. One, Brunson damn sure don't need to be taking 20-plus shots. Two, RJ Barrett. If you want to be technical, right now as it stands, R.J. Barrett is a great third option, but he should be something more than what he is now, right? I, I, like at some point, don't try to don't try to sell me bullshit, man. I know what this team is, man. It's a first round exit waiting to happen. This ISO bullshit heavy offense will get exploited in the playoffs when teams have a chance to actually sit down. They don't have to scheme for no other team but yo ass. This team is guaranteed a first-round exit, especially if they don't make no trades. And even if they do make a trade, what secretly bothers me about Thibodeau is, can I trust Thibodeau to even put that person we trade for in the right position? Can I? I don't think I can. So I'm almost, I'm almost prepared to say I understand Pat. I don't ever want to go through another Cam Reddish situation again, man. That shit is embarrassing, man. We pent Grimes and Reddish versus each other for a whole summer, fam. I never want to go through that again, fam. That is absolute fuckery. When you don't trade him a first for Reddish and then asking for Grayson Allen back. I don't know if this is racism. I don't know if this is fuckery. But, but I'm going to give you a, a, a drug dealer. Uh, uh, analogy. Drug dealers don't go sell a O to get back two dimes. You sell your O's to go get pounds. Why are we selling an O to get back two dimes? It's confusing to me. That's an L on the Knicks. Company men, when you draft Obi Toppin 8 and he can't get on the court and I still don't know who Obi Toppin is, Three years into his career, and he's about to be 25. That is an L on the Knicks. Tyrese Halliburton averages 20 and 10. Jalen Brunson averages 20 and 7. Tyrese Halliburton is 22. Jalen Brunson is 26. That is an L on the Knicks. No matter how you slice it, not understanding or not having foresight and understanding, hey, we got a guy who's averaging 25, 20, 10, and 5. Maybe we don't need to draft another power forward. Maybe we need to draft a guard. Maybe we need to draft another wing. That's an L on the Knicks. A.J. Griffin, 50-40-90. Knicks is looking for another wing. Oh, you want Cam Reddish for Grayson Allen? Oh, my mother, I don't want no Cam Reddish for Grayson Allen. Don't you dare trade for Grayson Allen. Don't you dare. Nobody even try to, try to sell me on that bullshit. Oh, the fuck Grayson Allen. 
That's a company man move. Don't spend that shit to me. I want more for my team. We went from, we went from, let me get this straight. Within a span of four years, we went from Kevin Durant to Donovan Mitchell to Grayson Allen. Make it make sense. Make it make it make the leader of CAA, the biggest agent, one of the biggest agents of all time in Leon Rose. I checked his history. One of the biggest agents of all time. You you can't get me a star in the building? Okay, so if you can't get me a star in the building, play your fucking draft picks, man. That's how you save face. You want to save face? You want you want to have optics play? Leon Rose? Okay, play the kids. Play the kids. That, that's how you know optics is undefeated. Play the kids. But it's really sad to me that and, and Randall, I have nothing against you, man. You, you're, you're a good basketball player, bro. You're playing your ass off, bro. But please, if you want to sell me on this current team doing anything in the playoffs, if you want to sell me your state, we get to the, we get to the second round. If you want to sell me on anything, the Knicks must make a trade. And before I'm done, no disrespect to Quentin Grimes. No disrespect to him at all. But he should not be my starting wing going into the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. He's not ready for that smoke. I keep telling y'all he's not ready for that smoke. Who on what planet thought Quentin Grimes was making those threes last night? He wasn't making those. And I wasn't even going to be mad if he missed them. Because you know, because he's a sophomore. He's still a baby. He's still a baby. He shouldn't even be shooting those shots at the end of the game. Give RJ those shots. Grimes, you don't need those shots. Imagine Grimes in the playoffs in a seven-game series versus Jalen Brown and Tatum. What? Y'all trying to get murdered? Y'all bugging the fuck out. Y'all better, y'all better stop this bullshit, man, when it comes to overrating our players. And another sad thing is you got other people. When I called Quentin Grimes Danny Green, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But when the young man tries to put the ball on the floor, he puts the ball on the floor like a five-year-old child. I am done with the whole Clay Thompson bullshit. Stop trying to sell me that bullshit, please. You're going to make me throw up. Ari, he was the first person to join me. Hi, Ari. What's up, Stade? How you doing? Uh, I'm all right, um, man. You know how this goes. Yeah, I wanted to touch on one thing you said um, that I think is very important is you know, just me, you, Jay, South, you know, our, you know, people that feel think like us are like very, very important to this fan base, whether you agree with us or not, because we're the only check on the company. Like we're the only, we're the only check on the company men and on the, on the people that are just like, yay, let's be a fan. Like everything's good. You know what I mean? Like in anything you need both, you need both sides of, uh, of an argument present in anything. You know what I mean? You need people to push boundaries and things like that. So I know 90% of Nick's Twitter hates us. It's fine. Um, I like you lose. I lose followers every day. Also, I, I could care less. I don't fucking give a fuck, but it's, <laughs> it is what it is. But, um, you know, if, if people like you didn't, if people like you didn't voice your opinions on here, then everyone would say the same stuff and it would just enable the front office 
even more so uh, to build, um, you know, a, a mediocre product, um, just good enough to um, let, just good enough to make the playoffs, and uh, you know, quell the thirstiness of the fans, and um, you know, but uh, not good enough to actually win anything. So, um, you know, and also, like you said, you know, the people that have. Like, people like me and you are never going to have 10,000 followers, bro. And then we don't give a shit, obviously. But I'm just saying, nah, like... I'm supposed to... Honestly, Ari, I'm supposed to have 5 to 7K right now. The reason why I don't have 5 to 7K right now because I had two Twitters deleted. Me and you both noticed. One of my Twitters that got deleted, I was at 2K already. So, like, people been hating. And I don't understand why. Like, I guess they don't like when people really speak their honest truth. But... It's cool. I blocked the person who kept um kept getting my profiles deleted. So we good. Yeah, but either way, it's um you know it's um it's not popular to um you know always give the devil's advocate contrarian point of view. It's just it's just not popular, right? So that's why I never understood why anyone would say like oh, toxicity sells or anything like that. It's like it's not it's not true <laughs> at all. Um, you know what I mean? It's it's really not. But um, to the basketball part of it, <clears throat> listen, I thought yesterday was a good win. It was, in my opinion, the only real meaningful win of the season, but it was a very good win. I'm not going to hate on the win. But like you said, it's one win, man. We beat the Celtics team last year. It was the same fucking team. The team hasn't really changed much. I know they got Brogdon, but... So we beat a team that made the Eastern... We, made the, we beat a team that made the finals last year, right? So, um, you know, every year anything can happen in one in in one game. Um, you know, they did it two games in a row. It's good. We'll see what happens. But uh, you know, it just it's just crazy how I mean. This is why they call them call ourselves fans, man, because we're we're fucking crazy, bro. It's like you win a couple games, you're gonna you're you're amazing. You lose a couple of games, the team sucks. It's like there's no in between, bro. It's like I've been saying the whole time this team is a 500 team. Roughly, uh, maybe we're a six hundred win team. Who knows? It's, but you're relatively in the same spot. So, right. you know, I'm I, like you, dude. I don't. I want to stay pat. That that that's pretty much it. Stay pat. See what happens in the playoffs. Um, I'll bet anyone that they lose in the first round. But you know, that's all right. Even if they do, it's okay. Um, but I think they need to see how they're doing in the playoffs before they make any decisions. Absolutely. Ari, let me say this to you. Absolutely not okay to get punched in the first round. I don't give a fuck about it. Ari, when your president of basketball operations spent 300 plus million dollars, you have to get out the first round. You have to. I Absolutely not accepting the first round exit. Nope. Listen, I, I agree with you, man. I Listen, I, I 100% agree with you on that. But I'm just saying that's what's going to happen. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's going to happen. So... What am I gonna do? Sit here and like, listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this these spaces and do these YouTube channels and all stuff, but it's not gonna change anything. It's what's gonna happen. So, what what the fuck am I gonna do? I'm more concerned about the trade deadline, dude. I just don't want them to trade any of the picks, bro. That's it. I just don't want them to trade the picks, bro, because that's the difference right now. That's why I'm not all negative. That's why I'm not like super super negative on the team long term because we have fucking all these picks. We could theoretically bring in someone that's gonna make a difference. But if you trade two of them for a OG Anubi, OG, now you don't have enough for any for any superstar because it's expensive as fuck 
to trade for a superstar. And once you trade the picks, dude, you turn into the Chicago Bulls, you turn into the Los Angeles Lakers, you turn into a team that literally just busted their nut, and now they have no championship. I guess the Lakers won a championship, but you bust your nut, you have nothing to show for it, and you'll be a fucking second-round exit every year, dude. I'm just not, I'm, I, I just do not want them to trade the picks. That's it. I'm going to be objective here. Um, we're nothing like Chicago. We're in a ba- way better situation than Chicago. Chicago should have known. So th- this is why, like, shout out to Black, um, Kobe Bryant, man. When people tell me, like, Zach Levine and all these, Devin Booker and all these dudes are game changers, Zach Levine can't even, can't even win consistently 30 games a year. The Bulls should have known when they put a championship three option in DeMar DeRozan and another championship three option in Zach Levine, who might be a championship four option, they're not winning anything of significance. They should have known that. It's called having foresight. This is why I'm I, like, I, I think we're a better situation than Chicago. Um, I think uh, uh, Brunson is younger than Zach Levine, doesn't have knee problems. Julius Randle has the body of a Greek god. I don't know. This man is never getting hurt. God forbid. I don't know who his trainer is, but he needs to give that man a raise. Because I've seen Randall the other night in person, bro, up close. He is a huge human being. He's bigger than he's bigger than Obi Toppin. That's a fact. Like I, I so I see why when he goes into the locker room and he be pumping dudes, I see why they don't fucking demo. <laughs> no, he listen. Just just to clarify something, I'm not saying they're going to be exactly like the Chicago Bulls. I'm just saying you're trading your you're mortgaging your future for something that's not going to win you anything. That's all I'm saying. Obviously, we're in better situation than Chicago, but if, once you trade the picks, dude. For mid players or, or players that are not top ten players, it's it's it. You're, 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 that's your that's your ceiling. So I don't, I don't think I don't think management is that fucking stupid. Um, that's why you got people like me, you South, who instantly say, "What the fuck is going on here?" I'm protected picks. I really don't give a fuck about those picks. If you if you're gonna talk to me about Hmm. I give uh, for OG and Anobi, for example, right? If you're going to talk to me about OG and Anobi, I would absolutely give up an unprotected pick. Absolute, absolutely. Uh, a six-seven wing, twenty-four years old, uh, who don't need the ball in his hands, who could actually defend his fucking ass off. Absolutely, I would trade an unpro- uh, unprotected pick for um for OG and Anobi because. I just feel like if you if you want to sell the fan base and you want to sell people like me that you want to win, you have to make certain sacrifices. Um, in life in general, you got to make certain sacrifices in order to move ahead in life, right? If you go, if they got to make a sacrifice in order to get better, they then do it. I don't I don't see the reason why they should act scary. Um, I wanted Kyle Kuzma. But like I said, I told I told Eddie this last week. Once Rui Hachimura was on the trade block, they was keeping Kyle Kuzma. It was no point in me looking at Kyle Kuzma no more. So now I'm looking at the next guy. I'm looking at OG. Um, looking at Shadiq Bay. Uh, I don't want Gary Ju- Gary Trent Jr. on the Knicks. It's absolutely pointless. We have Quentin Grimes and we have um, Emmanuel Quickly. So it's absolutely pointless for Gary Trent Jr. Absolutely pointless for for um, Malik Malik Beasley. On Utah, unless you're bringing me back Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, 
absolutely pointless for Alex Caruso. Um, a lot of these trades that, that people be talking about is absolutely pointless. And the Grayson Allen shit, don't, please don't make me spit on somebody, man. Bro, you need to embrace Grayson Allen, bro. That is the typical Leon Rose Thomas Thibodeau move. Embrace Grayson Allen, son. Just a redundant ass fucking lineup. Let me cook for a second, my guy. Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, shout out to State in the room. Ari, my guy, if you have me and all the heavy hitters. I see all old uh, uh, Papa left uh, Daddy Kane and shit down there. You know what I mean? um, first of all, fuck Boston. So, you know, for all the people who call me anti-fans and I hate the Knicks. No, I hate Boston. You didn't say so fuck Boston. I, I, I'm glad they won. However, the backcourt, y'all talk about the playoffs, all right. You know, Tip doing his regular season hustle. Randall is playing at a high level, you know, for, for most parts of the game. He's playing at a, a very high level, giving him his props. So the Knicks will be in the playoff hunt one way or the other. That backcourt is scary. If y'all noticed last night, the Celtics just decided to play defense with three minutes left. Like, they weren't playing at a high level. That's why I was like, I'm happy because it's fuck Boston, but I'm not looking at that game as, oh, my God, you know, this was, nah, Celtics was, was sleepwalking it, and Smart wasn't there to even put more pressure on our midget backcourt, but we'll, we'll leave that alone. They decided to play defense with three minutes left. Did you see how they dismantled the Knicks in those three minutes? Yo, to be fair, bro, Yo, that shit was that shit was Brunson's fault, bro. Brunson, I, but, but this goes Jaylen back to what I'm saying. It, 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 it was Jalen Moutier, bro. The way he was ball hard. It was him and Grimes. How many times did he pass the Grimes for wide open three down the stretch? But and what did Grimes do? But but you know what though? You know why I can't get really get mad at Grimes for that? Grimes is a sophomore one and two. Grimes shouldn't even be put in that situation to begin with. So I I, I don't really get mad at Grimes for that. Jalen Brunson, aka yeah. Jalen Moutier, needs to pass the ball. I don't pass. like ball hogging at all. <laughs> Brunson, Brunson be in the locker room. I don't get paid to pass. <laughs> I don't bad ball. I don't get paid to pass. <laughs> Bro, it was disgusting, my guy. Like, he truly comes down possessions at a time. And it's one thing to say, all right, you high usage or your scoring point guard, all the bullshit people try to tell me. That's cool. Uh-huh. Bro, he literally walks the ball down the court with no intention of passing to anybody. Not even to say, all right, let me swing it around and it come back to me. I'm going to take advantage of my mismatch. No. Uh-uh. He's like, look. I got the ball, I shoot ball. You know what I mean? I got ball, I dribble, 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 then shoot ball. That's it. And then dudes is trying to tell me, oh, he had two assists at the end of the game to Randall on. Bro, he was on the three-point line and threw the ball to the man next to him. Yo, when, no, he, that, when he realized that, he couldn't get busy yo, so, on the dude in front of him. Yo, so, Come on, man. Stupid shit. Shin doing man. Yeah. That's like I that was some bitch that. Like, that was Magic Johnson type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? He, all he did was just shovel past the dude next to him. Wait, fuck? Yeah, man. Just, just um, that, that backcourt is scary, man. And even if you want to give, you know, um, you know, Landry Phil stunt double a, a pass, that's all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
we we can give him a pass from from the offensive standpoint. But this dude was supposed to be the stopper. And I'm sorry, I, I say it every time I come into spaces. When was the last time this dude stopped anybody from doing anything? <laughs> Tatum and Brown walked him down like it was nothing. <laughs> Brown walked down RJ at the end of the game, but I gotta give RJ some credit. He he was solid against him. Yes. Yo, thank he you, was. He was. I gotta give no. I'm. I'm a, look. People say I'm this and that. I am objective. Said I give props where props do. I just don't like a lot of these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. He was stopped. I uh-huh. give him that. But Brunts. I mean, um, but uh, Grimes. They was walking Grimes like it was nothing. Cause really, let's keep it a buck. Jason Tatum should have ended that game with regulation. He got the shot. He won. Because <laughs> when he when he shook Grimes and raised up, I said, oh, shit. I said, that was it. <laughs> I ain't going front. I thought it was over. I was like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? I wasn't even going right on the Knicks. I was going to say, hey, you know, good effort. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was over. So he missed it. It is what it is. But he's not that dude. I, got, I said it earlier when it was the 8-0 and everybody's happy. I said, yeah, I'm noticing that Grimes cannot stop anybody that, that drives directly at him. Only time he's effective if, like, Garland. Like, if you want to dance around the perimeter with the ball, you know what I mean, Donovan, dance around the perimeter with the ball, Grimes is effective that way. But especially if you have height and you just realize that, wait a minute, this dude is shorter than me with short arms, all you have to do is is take direct drives to the basket or shoot over him. He cannot stop either one. What about the company men? Will give you a defensive stat. <laughs> God be kidding me. Nah, bro, watch it. All you got to do for everybody out there is just watch the games, man. Stats, I don't need no stats. I know what I saw yesterday. I, I saw dudes that wasn't afraid to go right at this kid. He's not that level of defender. He's not rangy, right? He has short arms, short legs. So, again, in, in, in small spaces, if you just dancing with the ball where he could crowd you, Yes, he's very effective doing that. I give him props. But if you are a better athlete or at least as strong or taller and you just, you know, make up your mind that I'm going right at the kid, he cannot stop you. Because have y'all seen him block a shot ever? He can't. You know what I'm saying? His arms don't reach that high. He's like Randall. Randall don't block shots neither. I've seen him block, block a shot before. How many times you seen a black shot? Um, honestly, I seen him one time. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, okay, all right. Cool. You didn't see him. I'm about to call you Shannon for a second. Boy, you didn't see him. Yeah. Okay, one time I give him props, just like uh, Brunson had the one black yesterday. <laughs> right. So I say all of that to say, I agree with you with Ari. Right now, don't make no move for the simple fact that this team is a first round exit. It's, it's not hard to tell. It's not negative. It's none of that. The track record is that Thibodeau is going to get kicked out of the first round. We've seen a Randall-led team where that really leads you. Brunson is proven to – his style of play does not get anybody else into any type of rhythm. And in the playoffs, all this ISO – RJ, Randall, Brunson <laughs> looking good. That's regular season shit. Because let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. 
this is the first time the Celtics are seeing this this trio. You think in a seven game series you beating them? Nah, doing that shit. Okay, but, well, well, honestly, Come on, man. I I look at Grimes and I like I, I love Grimes. That's my young boy. That's my draft pick. But I keep telling Nick fans. I'm not interested in him being my starting wing going into the playoffs for games like last night. Yo, the way Tatum was doing Grimes, it was a play where Tatum just spent off of Grimes. On the baseline. Mellow level. Mellow level. And and I'm I'm looking. I'm like, oh. raised up two-hand dunk. You know, because Randall didn't raise Yo, to be fair, fair, Tatum torches everybody. Nah. Tatum then it's the right. way it was done, Ari. You know by the way, you know, by the way, South, South. Oh, yeah. Yeah. after RJ hit that three, the Celtics called mm-hmm. timeout, and they didn't go to Jason Tatum. They went to Jalen Brown on the baseline, and within two seconds, the Celtics had the lead. Yeah. And RJ Barrett. Yeah, because RJ he Barrett, walked RJ down Barrett could nervous. not guard Jalen Brown in that moment. No. Wait, no. Wait, wait, oh, hold on. We go on. Like, now you you in my space, bro. You <laughs> I like that, like RJ Barrett. They have Jalen Brown in jail. Yesterday. No, he no no no. We go we, we jail. I've been to jail. He did not. That was not jail. I, I've been to jail. I spoken through the glass. I spoken through the glass. That was not speaking through the. I've been through prisons. That RJ Barrett did not put anybody in prison. Stop, yo, stop bullshit, man. He, stop did, bullshit. he did not, bro. He did not. Yeah. Jericho Sims oh, had 14 rebounds. Yeah, I didn't see you tweet once about Jericho Sims 14 rebounds in a block to, to say the game. <laughs> I did, though. <laughs> I didn't see uh, you Jericho left. Sims had a block on the Time Lord. Mr. Timestone, Mr. Timestone himself didn't didn't tweet once about the 14 <laughs> rebounds that my boy Jericho Sims had. But it's all good. I did though. I did though. I said, I, "Yo, go look at my tweets, man." I gave, I gave. Um, no, that's not how that works. Yo, that's not how that shit fucking works said, on Nick's Twitter. It doesn't have to be accurate. All that shit being said, Jalen Brown choked the fucking game away, bro. Like that was that was horrific. I was like, "You, not a good look, my guy." Like you were in the finals. Now, last you don't year, understand, bro. bro. You don't understand how disappointed. I, I am in Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. Like I am so upset. Like, fuck yeah, you. They say I'm so, bro. Because the, Tim Tim's now is going to have the job Tim's, for at least bro, three more years. Bro. I'm getting married in August, right? I'm getting married in August. Okay, I'm 32. Okay. The whole point of me getting married, I wanted to do it, you know, the traditional way. I wanted to get married, have kids, and I, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. I, I found my, I found my girl. Uh, she she's she's more than good. Did you decide that before you went to prison? No, I, look, I got a whole I got a South. Me and you me and you rap, I got a whole story, bro. Don't worry about it. Me and you rap, I got a whole story, man. Okay, but look, but look, I found a girl, I I, I pushed the buttons quick, I, I bought a ring for six grand, put some insurance on it, went to Jamaica, got down on one knee. Getting married, right? We 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 put the August wedding date, August sixth, right? And then hold on, bro, that's a blessed day right there, right? August sixth is a very very important day. That's right. What's six? If y'all mind me asking, 
It's definitely Southside's birthday. There you go. And it's Jamaica Independence Day, but that don't really count. It's my that's, that's actually great that it's Jamaica Independence Day. My my wife's to be is Jamaican. But but the 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 point the point that I'm making is is that we will have sex. Oh, we will shit. have sex we Yo, will my- have sex at some point after the wedding and she will get pregnant. Okay. And nine months after that, she will go through labor. And she will go through labor, and a baby boy or baby girl will be born. And I okay. will then watch that baby boy and baby girl grow up and maybe coo a little bit, shit its pants, change its diaper. And you know, like, this entire time while I'm wiping shit off my baby daughter or baby boy, do you know that I'm going to watch Tom Thibodeau from the fucking, in three years? Ice! 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 Oh, oh damn it! Jericho, get back! Like that's what I'm gonna watch when I'm a dad at 36. Oof. At 36, Tibbs is gonna be 70. Tibbs is gonna be 71. <laughs> I'm gonna put my kid in in fucking in, in little pre pre K, and 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 like literally, Donovan Mitchell had the op- opportunity to be a normal superstar and go to the Garden. And put up 45 in the modern NBA. And just instead, he wanted to be very soft. I'm going to try not to curse as much now. These are very soft on the perimeter, shooting a bunch of threes. Darius Garland had more stones than than, than Donovan Mitchell did that night. Darius Garland, for all the layups he was mi- missing, like he was willing to go to the paint. Donovan Mitchell was not that night. So, like, and then Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, like, Y'all got scared of Julius Randle, bro. Like, y'all got scared by by R.J. Barrett, bro. Like, get Tibbs out of here. Those two wins, goodbye. Like, the fire is dead. Like, Dolan is out here. Dolan might come on spaces. Dolan might come on. Dolan might come on. (laughs) By the end of the day, bro, he is untouched. Everything about the Knicks is untouchable right now. Like, (laughs) we had people. Making videos today. We I saw Nick's recap made a video today. Looking looking wow. fresh. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. The shoes. There's no way. There's no way. You know, South. It was funny last night, right? The Celtics cut the lead. Then then they took then they took the lead. And you know what I said, South? I was like, yo. Toxic Knicks Twitter is undefeated, bro. You can't get rid of us, bro. Like, no matter what, Facts. we're like roaches, never dying, always living. Shout out to Nas, right? No, no, and, to then, and then, uh, and then, and then, and then RJ Barrett put Tom Thibodeau <laughs> as my coach with a two year old baby in 40 in the year 2026. That and Yo, that's what happened 2027. And I'm glad Brutus is in here too, because I know we are. And we're all gonna be dead with no championship. Yes, yes, yes. This is true. But you know what we're living through right now? Anybody old enough to remember Mike Fratello? This is a Mike Fratello type era. This is Mike Fratello with the Hawks and the Cavs. It's just gonna be a team that has low entertainment value. That's gonna win enough games to make to the playoffs and has absolutely no chance of winning. And if y'all think it's just a South thing, Vegas has the Knicks tied for 20th in odds to win the championship. They have teams that have worse records than the Knicks above them. You know who's behind the Knicks? Tied for 24th, which is really just all of them tied behind them. 
Orlando. Give me for my hey. I know you get on Eddie. I know you get on Eddie State. Give me. I know you get on him. Give me Kyle Kuzma over over Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Spider. Because because I'm tired. Yo, we at least Kyle Kuzma. At least Kyle Kuzma got me on a losing streak. Yo, I'm gonna be honest with you. If I hear Kyle Kuzma name one more time, I might throw myself in one of these vents at work. And the event. I don't want to hear his name no more. It's over. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. Like, I still can't root for this team to win. I still can't. Like, I set a standard. I set a standard. Like, give me a quality win. Like, I still feel. I, you know, like, you know, the intro to Pimp a Butterfly, the Kendrick Lamar. He's like, I know you were conflicted. Conflicted by your thought. Like, that is literally me in every Knicks game. Like, I have no fucking faith in this regime to fucking pull it out. And it's like literally Kendrick Lamar. I know you was conflicted, conflicted by your thoughts. I'm like, oh my God. Mike Fratello, oh. Ever, my God. We know what's going to end up. It's going to end up in a first round loss, right? So then all the ties to Twitter is going to take abuse. Wow, you know what I mean? They make it to the playoffs. You go, aha, we got playoff games and shit like that. And then when they lose horribly, you know what I mean? People go and block me and shit and, you know, get upset, say it's my fault. <laughs> what the fuck I got to do with them losing? you was conflicted. Yo, yo. The influence. This, the shit that really scares me. You company men are such bitches, oh, man. Oh, no. See, I don't subscribe to this. Like, I, like, I, I, I do not subscribe. Like... No, no. This is the. This is one of the things. This needs to be talked about more. Uh-huh. The way the Knicks did quickly, bro. Like, you don't start him his first two seasons. Now I'm getting a good, solid. I'm getting good, solid production from quickly, and I find it interesting that they held quickly out his first two years. Was Jalen Brunson always the move? That is the Absolutely. conspiracy question. Absolutely yes. not, not. Rick Brunson okay. was the coach in Chicago. Rick Brunson got let go in Minnesota for other reasons, but he was the assistant coach in, in Minnesota. The, the Jalen Brunson, by the way, when everybody says, hey, it's Brunson, you can't blame Brunson. It's a system. Be very aware that Jalen Brunson knew this system front and back. Like he he's enjoying this opportunity more than anybody. What Jalen Brunson is enjoying shooting the ball fifty fucking Absolutely. times. This why I'm hell happy. yeah, he had a shot, baby. Yeah. But stay, stay, can I can I amend something? Can I amend something that I that I that I said about my fandom? Because I want to say something. When there there is a product within the micro of a Knicks game that I actually enjoy, and it's when it's when quickly is playing. And like nobody's dribbling, and everybody's passing, and everybody's moving, and like it's, it's the most fucked up part is those possessions always end up in like a terrible like end of shot clock shot. But like I would sign up for that. Call me crazy. I would sign up for that with whatever amount of wins you give me, because at least that's a system. At least that's playing together. At least that's building five players' value at the same time. Like, if Jalen Brunson has a bad shooting night, we're all fucked with him. If Julius Randle has a bad shooting night, we're all fucked with him. If they have good nights, we could win. We could win. I think Doug B, he's he's not in here, he had the best take I've heard on Nick's Twitter in a while. He said, 
this this era is all about working hard and not working smart. Like if you work hard and you just plug away and you do guerrilla marketing, like back in the day, I used to I used to this is how stupid I was, right? I used to work my ass off, but I was so stupid. I I bought two hundred dollars worth of graphic flyers for a show in Avenue A in, in Lower East Side. And I would go to my college in New Jersey, in Central Jersey, and pass out the flyers. Like, that is the definition of working hard and not smart. Like, you go through the trouble to, like, promote yourself and do all that. That's the Knicks, bro. They are, they are literally, like, the hardest working January team of all time. And, they, and, and, like, I just state, when Emmanuel quickly is balling out, right, and, and – yeah. Like it's fun, bro. It, the, it makes it fun. There's a style to it. There's a there's a swag to it, bro. Like Ari could speak to it as well. Like it's just it's fun basketball. Jalen Brunson, by the way, also wait till you see Grayson Allen, bro. But but Brunson, I want to say this about Brunson. Brunson had a had had a third quarter where they were pushing the pace. They were going out on fast breaks out of free throws. That is impressive as fuck. But there are so many times, and I don't know if it's the coach or I don't know if it's Brunson just getting the keys and doing whatever he wants, but there's so many times within within the season that they just stand around and they are looking to create their own shot and they are going to use as many dribbles and as many seconds on that shot clock to find their spot. And while that can work, while that working hard shit can work, and and it could be effective, like you're alienating the game. You're alienating people around you. You're make you're turning people cold. Like salute to RJ for hitting that shot. Like Quinn Grimes clearly couldn't. Like Quinn Grimes could not hit that shot. He was not in rhythm to hit that shot, bro. Like that guy had four shots last night. It's not about rhythm. When it when it comes to that shot, Kabalev, it's not even about rhythm. It's just Quentin Grimes should never be in that position to take that shot because that's not his role. He's Danny Green. But Danny Green can hit that shot. Time. Danny Green can hit that shot because no. it's designed that he's the help off help uh, 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 space floor spacer. Like not 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 second year Danny Green. Second year Danny Green was in the G League. This is why I, I say like right. people, people got their homework, bro. People got to do that. I'm not interested in Quentin Grimes as my starting wing going into the playoffs. Then why is Evan Fournier? Then why is Evan Fournier on the bench then? Because Evan Fournier is he, Evan Fournier reminds me of Brett Favre, man. <laughs> what? Just stealing. Just stealing. Oh, he's stealing. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, he's stealing. Come on now. Cam Reddish on the sideline. I know exactly why Evan out. Fournier is out for a game. I did, Cam Reddish been out for 28 games in a row. I have no fucking clue why he's out. Evan Fournier is out. It's like, oh, he's, he just had a baby. It's like, did Cam Reddish have 25 children since December? Like, yes. That's <laughs> what happened to yes. him, bro. Now, honestly, I really want to know. Um. Excuse me if you hear the, the the Spanish music in the background. It's my coworker. He's playing some good music, but I I really want to know behind the scenes what really happened with this Cam Reddish situation. I really would like to know because you're not gonna know until he's traded. Mark Berman back, baby. Mark Berman going. You're not gonna know until he's traded. He once he's traded, he's probably gonna say something about it, something vague probably. But you're not gonna know until he's traded. Stay. He's gonna be quiet because he wants it. He look how he's doing on the bench right now. He's doing everything he can possibly do right now to look active and engaged because he he doesn't just nothing else he can do, man. 
He needs to get traded. He needs time, right? So all he can do is cheer. So let's go back. Let's go back, right? The Knicks, the Knicks were in talent acquisition mode last year in the same regards that they were on getting Derrick Rose the year prior, where they were going to make a small deal. And, and pretty much the Knicks like making these trades that are like very soft, very like low risk, high reward kind of deals. So like they get Derrick Rose, they, all they do is trade Der- Dennis Smith Jr. in a conditional second, right? And they get Derrick Rose, right? They, they're, they're able to get Todd Gibson. They get Norvell Pell. Like these are the in-season moves that this team is able to pull off. The next year, right, they're, they're kind of like the Evan Fournier situation is clearly going in, in the tubes, right? So, so they get a player that is clamored for by, by some in the organization, but, but there's a rift on it. And ultimately, the best basketball mind in the organization is Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau has a hand in every say that there is. If he's the best basketball mind, you might as well just set up shop for the next era. No, but that's what it is, though. Well, but that's Sal what it is. South, South, don't, don't, don't put a hand thumbs down because people think you're thumbs downing what I'm saying. It, it. Oh no, no, just the fact. Absolutely, that but that's how he's viewed, bro. Line. That you don't get, you don't get Quentin Grimes uh, at 25 without Tibbs, bro. You don't get, and I'm not dissing Grimes. Of course, I, I love Grimes. Like I have a personal connection to his, to his team. Absolutely. But like he, you don't get that player if Tibbs doesn't like him. You you don't get um you don't get uh, uh Julius Randle if Tibbs doesn't like him, bro. Like you don't get Jalen Brunson if Tibbs. Doesn't no, like Julius Randle was here before. But Tibbs, Tibbs likes Julius, bro. They love each other, bro. They're they're they're. There were Julius. But but well, let's let's get back let's get back to Cam. When Cam got here, bro, Cam had three weeks to recover from a phantom ankle injury he was not injured to the point where he couldn't play bro and that's what develops that's what develops this 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 narrative surrounding the player that he's always hurt he's always this like he he was he was able to go bro he was he played he played he played the couple nights before he uh he got traded and so he was never given a real shot here he was hurt Cam Hayes really thought he was hurt. I kept saying the same thing. I said, bro, it was just a trade employee. He's not hurt. You know what I mean? But they use that to defend And let's And let's also salute Cam for for literally coming here. Remember, when when Cam was playing last year, it's very important to remember that the Knicks beat, like, the Clippers on the road. They outscored the Clippers, like, 40 to 8 in a game. Like, and Cam got hurt in that game. Uh, uh, like, get, like, literally, like, diving underneath the baseline. Like, he did everything Tibbs wanted him to do. Like, it wasn't like Cam get, came here and had the opportunity that he asked out of Atlanta for. He came here and he had to completely adjust his role in the NBA. And it's not like this guy was walking back on defense. Okay, he was playing in the corner. Okay. He he had very seldom opportunities to play make to play create. He's one of the only players on the team that has that gets in a passing lane, that can make steals in the open floor. He's one of the only players on the team that can match up three, two, three, and four. Okay, he's one of the only players on the team that can make quick moves to the basket that don't don't require eight to ten seconds on the shot clock. Okay, does the guy need to have more 
uh, strength when when he did, does he get stripped at the rim more often than he should? Absolutely. But that that actually is what comes with development. Now, the kid has never had an opportunity to purely develop into into that that like RJ's RJ's been blocked going left last night. Like RJ's still getting blocked going left. Like RJ's still getting blocked going left. And he will get blocked again. And at one point in his life, he will learn to to eliminate that from happening. But, like, we're, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about a guy who's, like, had the opportunity in year one to make all the mistakes. Then then in year two, he gets thrown in the corner for, for COVID next season. Then in year three, Randall has a mental breakdown and RJ gets to close. And everybody says, oh, RJ's inefficient. RJ's a piece of shit. Not necessarily. It's just that RJ's literally never been developed to be a number one. And now he's back in, 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 in the three in the pecking order where he's going six for 18 and people are calling him Eli Manning. Because oh, this, this, uh, this isn't this. development, bro. This is not development. I say, I, say this to the, I say this to that. On one hand, you can say that Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson – is one of the greatest buffers you've ever seen as far as shielding the kids from from uh criticism, shielding the kids from certain things of that who nature. Is, who I'm is shielding from thinking, who? So, I didn't hear you. I, so Julius oh, Randle has been with yeah. Julius Randle has been with RJ Barrett um his first four years of his career. Um who knows where R.J. Barrett would be without Julius Randle, but at the same time, he's still a huge buffer that allows R.J. Barrett to grow. He would either be a Supermax or the Knicks would trade him. He would not be a four-year, $107 million player. We don't know that, though. That's no, the I'm point. Saying like, they would have all... more evaluation on him. They, they would have more ability to know, like, this is a guy we want to give the keys to or this is a guy that we don't. We, we, we gypped him, bro. <laughs> we fucking gypped him. No, I'm not really <laughs> – Listen, I, I get mad at it a lot, um, but at the same time, just for me, uh, if you look at RJ Barrett's numbers right now, even as the third option, he's averaging twenty five and three right now. Is he? Uh, yeah, you go check that right now yourself. Um, twenty five points a game, RJ. Twenty five and three. Twenty five and three. That's what he's averaging right now. Um, in his fourth season, I'm not really. He's averaging twenty and five. Oh, t- huh? I, I thought you said twenty five, as in twenty five points. All right, I'm sorry. He made twenty five no. sacks, man. Listen up, bro. Pay attention. Right. <laughs> Shut up, Sal. Five shots. I mean, I want him to keep shooting. What you want him to do? Keep passing it to Quan Grimes so he can keep. Bro, this man, R.J. Barrett, and, <laughs> and like, mapped out a certain amount of points in the off season. And that like, I, I, I wish people would understand that. Like when you sit down, you meet with basketball trainers of NBA players, right? Like you have to map. If your goal is to get, be a 20 point per game scorer, it is very analytical how you get there because you have to be realistic. Like you have to map out how many shots do I need to get up in the first quarter? How am I going to play in the second quarter? When I play, how many shots do I get up there? So that's why when you see RJ finally get a look like eight minutes into the game, he's not passing that shit. Like He's not nope. passing that shit because that is what he's taught to do because this system is inherently selfish. Yep. 
like, and um, the one thing that kills me is when people like South say stuff like RJ surpassed the ball. I don't want RJ passing the ball to none of these motherfuckers. I need him to keep shooting. Who you want him to pass the ball to? Quinn Nilakina? No. You want him to pass the ball back to Brunson at the front? <laughs> No. <laughs> quickly, quickly. You got to pass it quickly, bro. Oh, oh, I love quickly. Quickly can get all the passes he wants in the world. I love I love him. Emmanuel quickly is officially my Man, favorite. Yo, favorite. Yo, State. Yo, State. Put some energy on the defensive. Yo, State. State. Can I, can I, share, can I share Julius Randle State uh, stat with you real quick? Oh, man. Oh, man. How does Ralph stay so quiet on the timeline? Like, that is some extreme humility on his So, I, I do want to say that right now, NBA.com is updated as MVP odds, and Julius Randle is 10th right now. <laughs> Just want to say that, State. But go ahead, man. Talk your talk, brother. Never saw Alan talk Houston talk. in the top 10 MVP. Where, where's, where's quickly on that list? You know, quickly, bro. <laughs> quickly is fucking. Quickly is ain't fucking on that list for shit, bro. What are you talking about? Now, all jokes aside, though, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't expect for Julius Randle to be this fucking good this nah, season. Julius is balling out, bro, and, and he's hooping. And it goes against my basketball principles to continuously shit on a man who's actually playing good basketball. It, I didn't know that I was coming into this season where I watch my power forwards pass the ball more than my starting point guard. So Thank I don't I don't know what Julius Randle I'm watching right now. It feels like another multiverse where I'm in I'm, I'm in a different multiverse and I'm watching Randle. But I, I got a um a coworker um who told me today that he actually knows a person uh, that's been seeing Julius Randle, uh, a psychiatrist, and um, they've been saying that Julius Randle has been getting mental uh, uh, mental help, uh, understanding how to block out the crowd noise, understanding how to block out criticism. I think um, last season l- legit overwhelmed him, and you know, there's people like me getting at him and stuff like that. But I gotta understand, like, I'm a, he's a black man just like me, so our stress levels. Um, we have different stress levels than, than other, uh, races. I say that. And, uh, a lot of black men nowadays, they, they uh, commit suicide. They lose their families. Uh, a lot of things, man. Mental, mental health is important, man. Uh, so to see Julius Randle, um, meditating before games, um, to see him seeing a psychiatrist, to see him actually putting his best foot forward to actually, Want to? That's the man who want to be here. Genuinely, that's a person who wants to be a Nick. Every you know? time, every time this regime is put up against the brink of accountability and the brink of the fire, that's when they that's when they produce, bro. Every every turn, every turn, when things get comfortable and people are applauding them and they're they're the best things since sliced bread, that's when they take the foot off the gas. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. when they have to make a move, like. Yo, we need a point guard. We need a point guard. We need a point guard. All right, let's get you Jalen Brunson. Oh, trade Randall, fire Tibbs. Then, then Randall's out here, like, fucking beating Denver and beating Boston. <laughs> like, calling team meetings in Utah. I, I've always said, I've always said, it's always, it's always, Rand, it's always, um, Tibbs got to go before Randall. 
Like, I've always said that. I always said Randall's a talented basketball player. I will fire Tibbs' ass before I trade Randall, only because I think Randall on in, under a different coach, you thought he was scary now. Imagine him in another system. My God. <laughs> like, that, that's what I'm envisioning. I, I, I see my team could be way better than what it is right now. This team could be way more scarier than what it is right now. And it's I'm okay. Sh- it, you know, I view, I, I view, what's his name? I view Tom Thibodeau as the white Mark Jackson. That's how I view him. He's setting a great foundation for these guys. So, I, you know. Okay, but, I got you. Yeah. That's <laughs> how it took me a minute. I thought yeah, about I Tibbs as an that. athlete and white Mark Jack. It was a lot, but I totally get you. No. Yeah. You know? He's the foundation. He's the guy that, you know, sets everything. He gets everything in motion. And then the, the next guy who comes in is going to be able to um, get this team uh, on the road. But just salute to Randall, man. They're not bringing nobody else in. Y'all didn't just hear the, the owner of the Knicks franchise. He's good. He's happy. Yeah. He even got the Botox on and shit. He's good. But, nobody but I wanna... going nowhere. I want to I want to pivot off something that State said. Something crossed my mind while you were speaking. Uh-huh. Um, Randall and Tibbs are tied at the hip, and that is the only reason why these these other guys on the team, the Barretts, the Mitches, the the Quickleys, the Toppins, right? The guys who have been here for a minute, right? These guys have they've been on the timeline. They've heard the noise. They've suffered. Three and seventeen, they've they've gotten uh, uh, shivered out of the garden by Trey Young. Uh, through, through, you know what I mean? They, they, <laughs> they they've dealt with it. They know they they watch the film like they know that they're in the corner making like no improvement. Cam Reddish is in the corner like, and they've watched Alec Burks play point guard ahead of them when they knew damn well that Cam Reddish is probably cooking people in practice like all the time. So like there there is an element of like how is this team? Night in, night out, giving maximum effort. So there is a credit to it. But in order for those things to happen, mm-hmm. you have to have your top dog. You have to have your top dog committed. And Julius is committed. And the reason why they're still here is because when Julius was ready to fucking dip out and throw the basketball away because <laughs> he didn't have a good offense. And he was and he had a phantom groin injury and he was, and he was leaving the team. They they hid him from the media. They didn't allow him to completely spontaneously combust in front of the world, and they protected him, bro. Yeah, because Tibbs calls those shots. He knows if he loses Randall, he loses the team. So he keeps Randall with him. He doesn't criticize him. He doesn't hold him accountable. And now you're seeing the benefit of it because loyalty is you loyalty state. Loyalty will have you owing somebody five, uh, giving knowing that someone owes you five grand, and you just like, hey, that's my man's. That's a fact. like loyal loyalty is 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 you loyalty is like, hey, I didn't pay you back, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you everything you need, every piece of advice for the rest of your life. Like that's, that's the type of loyalty that Randall and Tibbs have with each other. And Randall could go out and score fifty tomorrow. And I'd still say fuck that loyalty because it's not going to fucking win anything, bro. <laughs> right. It ain't getting us nowhere, bro. It's only helping them too well. Yo, 
I think that's where I think that's what makes me kind of sad a bit because I'm like I, I I enjoy the Knicks some nights. I don't enjoy them other nights. But I know at the end of the day, my team is being led by a guy who should never be in this role that he's in right now. Uh, we have another guy in a point guard who shouldn't be in the role that he's in right now, but he's in the role. And I don't believe we're going to win anything of significance. So I'm just I'm just here enjoying the ride. It kind of reminds me of when I was 15 years old and I was watching the 2005 Knicks. Like I knew they wasn't going to win a championship, but I was still watching them because I, I really uh, I really loved the team. And that's how I feel right now. Like I, I feel like we're not going to win nothing significant as long as Thibodeau is here. The roster doesn't concern me more than the coach. The coach really concerned he he concerns me from a a a, a, a short term goal view and a long term goal view. For example, all of the players from the Chicago Bulls. After Tibbs got fired, all of them broke down. All of them. All of them broke down, bro. And that was years after. So all of these minutes that all of these guys are playing, a lot of you company men that's kind of shaking ass right now, two, three years from now, when these dudes are are just worn out or they're getting ridiculous kind of injuries, we know who to blame. Yo, fam, but you're missing one part. What? These dudes now that are shaking ass, because you're right, they're going to break down. It, it's it's Tim's track record. You're absolutely correct. But then it's going to be the teams they've been laughing at passively. Because if y'all really think, if we keep this same hipster wheel team that Orlando, Detroit, ain't about to leapfrog this in those two years, y'all got something, something wrong with y'all. Y'all don't know basketball, bro. You know what I mean? Because look at the Kings. Everybody was always laughing at the Kings. Whenever I say shit, oh, you want to be the Kings. You laughing at them now? Anyway, dang, continue. <laughs> well, there's also there's all look, man. One thing one thing that I'll admit is like I watch more I watch more college basketball than I do NBA basketball mm-hmm. because I have more of an I have more of like a affinity for for the style of game, especially the regular season, bro. Like the NBA regular season does not impress me. So like I think as a Knicks fan, like we get caught up in our own, you know, micro focus on the team and it's like we know our worst players' best qualities. Mm-hmm. But if like Zeke Naji goes off or <laughs> or Goran Yang goes off or, or or Ricky Rubio goes off, it's like the end of the world. But we're we're out here saying like, well, Alonzo Trier just never got a fair shot and uh you know, Kevin Knox, if he was here, he would have been he would have been this. Like the NBA is a talented league, bro. And like the reason why I bring this up with South and people like shitting on the Kings or whatever they're doing this. Like while you're while you're handing the Pistons a higher draft position by beating them four times, while you're getting right against Houston because you <laughs> lost against the Spurs and, and you fucked up their draft position. Okay, while you're beating the beating the Wizards and Papa Left is singing a song about it, okay, those teams are not going to be those teams that you just get to beat up on forever. One of them is going to get a generational talent. So there goes a couple. Oh, wins oh it's there. a couple. It's a couple in this. It's a couple, bro. So it's like Scoot is coming out, Wembanyama is coming out, and you have a four-year window, which is not really a four-year window. It's going to be about a two-year window in two years with this regime, bro. And they're going to have to get lucky. And, and look, can they make an Eastern Conference Finals? 
maybe, maybe. No, no. I think no, no. state, state and south. No, I'm going to say this regime. If they stick with it and they just keep playing together, and they, bro, they they could tough it out and and and, and win a win a series and get confident. Absolutely, the second series, Absolutely. but not in the next two years. Maybe in like three years they can do it. But that's you, literally y'all saying that when Bonchero about to have another blue chip next to him. Y'all Again, saying that? Y'all so, saying that? so what's the timeline of getting leapfrogged in, into the eighth seed? So, so pop eleven. I give it one I, and a half years, two. The most. Give, so, so, I just so, want to say also, I hate, I hate the plan more than I hate like environmental like destruction. I hate the plan more than I hate like the the status of like United States politics. I hate the plan. I hate the plan more than fentanyl. Like, like I hate the plan so much. It's the most distorting thing in the world, bro. It distorts reality beyond belief. It like if I'm the Toronto Raptors, I should never be like, oh, well, should I trade Fred Van Vliet? Trade him. You suck. Like you guys are in the tenth seed. Trade him. Like, like I hate that it, it gives these teams this out. To yeah. say like, hey, we can still play for something. No, don't you think it makes but 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 bluff? Do you think it makes basketball a little more interesting for the for those teams though that normally? It dissuade would... the tank. I don't think it dissuades the tank like people think it does either. I think no, it, it definitely like, doesn't dissuade the tank. You can still mediocrity. yeah. I I agree with that, but at the same time, it allows the well for the NBA right. It's just more profit for them. It makes people want to watch those games more, right? Make people more invested into those games, next right? It comes with the Pelicans. That is the biggest dub of play in history. Because or or the not, I don't want to give the Timberwolves that that because the Timberwolves are actually a good team, and and they just had to had to be in the playing. I I also hate the concept of being a top eight seed and having to prove that you're better than than a nine and ten seed. Like I don't like that. It also takes away from actually winning the the the, the proper games that it took for you to make the playoffs. First of all, having half the teams in your professional sport league make the playoffs already distorts the accomplishment already. So, like, why now we're giving 66% of the league is going to play meaningful basketball game? Like, I, I, I don't like that. But, but I, 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 I just both... beef about the regular season not being important. They just They're still taking games more. off. They're still taking games off because now it it not now you solve the tank problem, but you totally you to, like it's like um I I was listening to Space with Lupe Fiasco talking about the vaccine and how like there's like um you know once you create once you uh, uh once you take care of one problem you're creating other problems and that's that's where the conversation goes like once you create a solution to a problem, the solution in science now created another problem. Like, yes, you, you solved the, the, the willingness to tank as an, as a 10 seed is not the same now because you can, you can get in the playoffs. Right. But now you, now that one seed, that two seed, that three seed, that four seed, it, now Donovan Mitchell is not fucking firing tips. The road <laughs> to hell is full with, um, <laughs> the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. There's unintended consequences with everything, like you're saying. Yeah. So now, now these superstars is like, uh, you know, this kid is showing up to see Jimmy Butler from four thousand miles away. Sorry, buddy. Like, 
Jimmy Butler doesn't play for Tibbs anymore. He gets the night off. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this, this is what you get. Like, now you get a soft NBA regular season. And, by the way, that's why I like last night's game because it had a little – it had a little element of it wasn't chippy or anything, but it has some it element of, of excitement. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it yeah, it was the best game of the year, hands down. But Absolutely. like, but 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 the NBA regular season as a product was old. like, look at the Warriors, bro. The Warriors have a play in as as a safety net. They were for so long during the season. They were at like the tenth, ninth seed. But you know what? They have a sixty six percent safety net to just get in the playoffs and and what do they lose out of it a game at home all they got to do is steal 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 a game in the first two games and now they're one seed posing as a seven as a seven seed so like the the nba uh a regular season is is watered down already so while you solve the tank issue like i think i think there's a more competitive way to solve the tank issue if you want the tank teams to, to, to be to not be rewarded just, I've always felt like then why don't you just let those dudes play uh, uh play for the draft position why don't you let them play for draft position because then that that incentivizes competition but that that would be more interesting than the playing let me, that would, let me throw this at you let me yeah. throw it. this is my way of effectively ruining tanking forever this is what you do the 15 teams that go to the lottery, Papa left, give them all the same odds to get the one pick. Give all 15 teams the same odds. If you gave all 15 teams in the lottery the same odds to get the one pick, I have no incentive to lose games at all, even if my team is bad. Because the, the team that's ranked 15th, that's like – um. Who in the NBA right now is the, the 15th best team in the league? Do anybody? I would be rooting for – I would literally kidnap Julius Randle if, if we had the same odds. That's it would the be the Rockets, thing. by the way. I would it would kidnap be the Julius Randle in a heartbeat. I would fucking show up and, and like, fucking so, knock so right Evan now, Fournier off of his, off of so his right scooter. Now, I would uh, do so many things, bro. So, so, so look, right now, what? right, in the NBA, as when, I'm looking um, – hold on. Hold on. Uh, the 15th best team. It's the Rockets, bro. It's the Rockets. No, the Rockets is dead. La- the Rockets is dead. It would dead probably be, it would oh, probably be so- the Wizards. No, nope. Guess who's the, the 15th Bulls? best team? Nope. It's not even them. Guess who's the 15th best team? The it's Pacers. Phoenix. It's Phoenix. So imagine in a oh. scenario where Phoenix get the one pick and the Rockets fall to the ninth pick. This is why you don't get incentives to lose no more. But, but what is? Let me ask you this question: What uh-huh. is the incentive to give the first pick to the worst team? What, what is the incentive? So it's for parity, it's for NBA it's for, parity. It's for parity, but at the same time, if if, if so, so my the way I wanted to solve the lottery, um, it will force teams to actually spend money because now I can't sit here and sell to my fan base. Okay, we're gonna lose games. Because we want the highest pick, I can't tell my fan base we we want to lose games now because everybody got the same odds. Even right. with the play, I'm, I, I would I would root for the playing, bro. You know, I think they've tweaked the, the odds. Good. I think they've tweaked the odds pretty well because they the they what they did was they got rid of the process. The process was 
They, I mean, Sam Presti don't give a fuck, bro. Like, like, like the Houston Rockets GM don't give a shit about that. But like, they, they've, they've swayed the, like the Pistons don't give a shit. They, they sat down Cade for all year, but like, the, the, the Spurs don't give a shit. But they, they, they got rid of this. They got rid of the concept of you, you, you literally like devoid yourself of talent on every level, and you strip it bare bone. And you literally just lose every game. Man. They they have eliminated that. Listen to me. Listen to me. Cade would not be sitting if the Pistons had the Absolutely same not. Yeah. Uh, as Phoenix right now. I promise you that. That's the reason why I say give all 15 teams the same lottery odds. Nobody would be taken anymore. You know what the problem with that is, though, Steve? Mm-hmm. Steph Curry gets injured. The Warriors miss the playoffs. And then they get the number one pick. So what? That's the problem. So what? Nah, so what? So what? So what? If they get one Bayana and Steph Curry together, so what? I'm not, I'm not mad. Don't don't ever say that. Don't don't do that. Don't put that out there. If you would oh root for goodness. Dubs, if the Knicks had equal opportunity to the first pick this year, and you root for Dubs, I would call you an anti fan. That's all I gotta say. But that's my that's the way I thought of always. <laughs> we wouldn't even have to lose that many games. We just have to lose. 30 fucking 43 games and get one Banyama? <laughs> what? And think about it. Let, let, think about it like this. Houston would be forced to play good basketball because now I have no incentive to lose any yeah. amount of games. I don't think they can, though. Like, I don't think they have the talent to, bro, at this point. It's not even about talent. You're supposed to have a good infrastructure. Yeah, infrastructure. Um, AK- well, Silas Jr. and all that shit. They ain't going to win fucking games, bro. Yeah, but who's to say? Who's to say? They, who's to say? Tom, think, Tip, Tom Thibodeau in December. That's who's to say. <laughs> listen, man. I like Tom Thibodeau is such a bitch, man. I I, I hate that fucking coach, man. I, I just I'm just praying to God that my players just don't get hurt. Um, but I really do. I I really I just know that the NBA would never give the Knicks the one pick. Um, the 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 Knicks make too much money. There's a reason why. Golden State, um, the highest pick that they got was two. Um, Golden State would never get a one pick. They make too much. It, it, it's too much incentive there. So it, it's kind of tough um, to gouge who would get what pick. But I would be interested in that wholeheartedly because I am so tired of, like, bro, I don't want to fucking go to my TV and turn on. You want to watch? The, yeah, I'm going to my TV to watch the Pelicans. What? <laughs> I mean, it depends, though. Like, that brand that brand that you assume that the Pelicans are changes when they start winning, though. Like, who would want to watch the Warriors? Like, that, that, it's the same thing. Like, if you create a good infrastructure and a sustainable... Like, who would want to watch the San Antonio Spurs? You can be a small market team and be run the right way and be marketable. That's... Yo, we watch OKC when they had the big three, bro. a perfect example. That team was so fucking good. I, I hated that they got rid of I hated that KD and, and, and Russell Westbrook. Oh, played. I love them. I hated I them. that, bro. I hated Yo, that. Bro. And they were so close state. Remember the game six that they lost, right, to um to to, to Clay Thompson, right? The oh, original. Because of KD. That was KD's fault. I know, but, like, they were just starting to trust each other in late game situations. That's fact. And and it really bothered me that KD took that L. Like everybody gives LeBron shit about leaving Cleveland, 
right? What KD did when he went to to Golden State, that was the softest shit in, in the world, bro. That uh, yeah. that was unbecoming of of of, of an NBA superstar, bro. What oh, he so did, so getting so losing that that losing to your uh the the team that continually knocks you out and wins championships, and you know that that's your United States versus Russia, and then you're gonna beat the shit out of whoever you play in the finals, like in terms of miracle. You know what I mean? Like, all you have to do, that's your finals. You beat the Warriors, you're going to win the final. Yeah. Ugh. They absolutely would have, um, they would have torched, uh, Cleveland. They absolutely would have beat yeah. Cleveland. Um, I think where they messed up at, and, and this is just me seeing their rebuild from afar, because I used to love OKC. Um, Abaka. When I was like 18, 19, that was one of my favorite teams to play with in, in 2K. 2K9, 2K10, OKC, what? With Harden? That's okay. a, that's an era. That's rolling blunts, freestyling. That's a fact. <laughs> that's, that's an easy era. That's an easy whole summer of weed, two K, some some girls. Yep. Yep. Straight ass. That's all you see in that whole summer. And and I really enjoyed that team. The problem with that team is their owner was cheap. And the owner did not want to pay James Harden five million more dollars in order to keep James Harden. Something that the Knicks would never. Oh, they were so good, man. Yeah, they were so fucking good. And 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 I felt OKC they overplayed their hand and probably cost themselves a couple of championships. Because if anybody seen that 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 twenty twelve OKC team, man, James Harden, I think he scored thirty points in ten straight games off the bench. That's how OD they was. And then they had Serge Ibaka. Then they had Jeff Green. They, they oh, Nick Collison, Nick Collison. And by the way, Facts. Nick Collison, you want to hear a fun fact? Nick What's Collison it? will be at my wedding because he is my uh, fiance's uh, cousin's husband. Oh, shout out to Nick Collison. So I'm, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Nick Collison what he thinks of Tibbs at my wedding. <laughs> like, hey Nick, real quick, what do you think of this fucking goon of of a coach? That I have? <laughs> the fucking goon. Be like, get the oh, fuck out of here. This is why I didn't want to come, and that's gonna that's how that conversation is gonna go. So, yo, Ari, um, so uh, how do y'all feel about Tim's overall though, and and the jobs he the job he's done so far this season? Um, anyone of y'all can answer, or or South, but how do y'all feel about the job that Tim's is doing, and what you think he could do better? Um, I think Tibbs has done a pretty bad job. Listen, Tibbs, Tibbs is good at preparing the guys, um, at preparation and he's, he's good, um, in theory on the, on, on, um, defense. Um, but when it comes to things that win in the playoffs, adjustments, when it comes to running a real offense, when it comes to rotations, he's a complete F, um, and he's not built for this team. He should he he should be the coach of the Celt like Celtics or the a coach of a team that's ready to win now. Um, that's really going all in. Um, not this team, uh, in my opinion. I think he's I think he's the. I think he's I think he's I think his stubbornness and his lack of adjustments is gonna what's gonna bite us in the ass. Half the reason why the Knicks don't 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 come um, late execute well down the stretch, uh huh, is because of Tom Thibodeau. Um, you know, so it's a combination of Thibodeau and it's a combination of Brunson. It's, it's a combination, but like I was saying, 
Sean Spade today. Mm-hmm. The entire year, this team has not been able to close a game. Even the games they win, like last night, they cannot close games. And literally, it's the same bullshit every time. He doesn't run one fucking play, right? No ball movement whatsoever. Literally the same thing. You'd think after the third blown lead, the guy would be like, all right, we're going to focus today on late game execution. We're going to... We're gonna run this ball. We're gonna we're gonna move the ball around. We're gonna run a play or something. Nope. Jalen Brunson dribbling out of the air, out of the ball with someone who's seven inches taller than him guarding him for fucking fifteen seconds. Then passing it to Randall, Randall for him to dribble the ball for fucking six seconds. You, you want passing to Quentin Grimes for a last second fucking shot? Like it's it's trash, bro. And uh-huh. you, know, you, you could play. You you could prepare well. It's important to be a coach and prepare well, but it's more important to adjust. And um, to, for the late game adjustments and the rotations, and I think he's an F. So overall, I give him a C minus D, maybe. You, you want to know what's funny yeah. about about ISOs? And then I think that was South that that muted himself. So South, you could go after me. What's funny about the ISOs is Boston was running the ISOs too, but the difference between Boston and the Knicks, Boston runs off ball actions. That was the biggest. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Like for instance, the the play RJ hits the three, right? They call timeout. Knicks are up one, right? Jalen Brown is on the opposite uh, three three point line, free throw line extended across from from the from the side out baseline. Okay, he's uh-huh. fifty feet away from the basket. He then drives baseline off of a screen, catches the ball baseline, and then takes RJ off the baseline and scores within two seconds. Yep. Okay. So, like the Knicks, the Knicks in that situation, being down one, would not have looked for a quick look. They would have held the ball. They would have stood around. Look, I'm not making this up. Randall literally stood with the basketball against Chicago and literally watched like the floor like seep up perspiration. Like I don't know what he was doing, but he was literally like watching the ground and not moving. There was no action. And again, like, I think Jalen Brunson's a tough guard, but I think he's a tough guard on an individual level. Like, I think the respect he gets is an individual like, ah, fuck, like, yo, I just couldn't guard this guy. Like, he was so tough to guard. But, like, in the the concept of a five-on-five basketball game, the shot that he's putting up, that's a win, bro. Like, most of his shots is a win possession for your team defense. Like, if that's the shot they get, that's the look they get, a step-back, fade-away, 18-foot, two-point shot in this NBA, like, you can deal with that, bro. Like, you 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 put your arms up and you say, I couldn't guard him. If that's if that. Yo, it. also, to, to your point, Papa, and to, point, uh, to Sal's point, <clears throat> what Papa said is, like, this is the hardest-playing, regular season team ever. That's a testament to Tibbs. So I agree with him there. He gets these people to play hard every single game. And what South said is that Tibbs is a regular season hustler because he gets these guys to play hard every single game, every single minute. Now, the problem with that is that the last six minutes of every game, the other team decides to play really hard all of a sudden because they're not playing hard most of the game. And then the last six minutes when they play really fucking hard, the Knicks have already been playing hard. So now the other team raises the standard. So half the reason why these late game executions are happening are just because 
we can't execute late and we don't and, we don't we don't want any offense. But the other and, team is engaged. And Ari, we've seen we again, we've seen this before. Like people forget when the Knicks put themselves on the map, right? They put themselves on the map in a situation where no fans in the stands, right? They ran off nine victories in a row. Okay. And then if you remember at the end of the season when they started letting more and more people in the in the garden and people understood that this was a marquee matchup, right? Like people played up to the moment, like played up to the competition, and the Knicks were the team that they were playing up to. And last year there was a lot of talk about the Knicks, and the Knicks folded underneath that that scenario where it was like, hey, let's play the Knicks. They're on national television. Let's beat them at the garden. Yeah. And the, the Knicks, again, like for them to win Tuesday uh, and then for them to win Thursday, these are the types of games that you have to win to beat that level of competition. But that's why I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm so upset at Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown because, like, y'all gave me such perimeter – Meandering, soft. Um, you know, you y'all y'all didn't give me anything, bro. This is why the Knicks are going to get washed in the playoffs, also, because in the playoffs, every team, regardless of how coached you are, is going to come hard every single minute, and the Knicks aren't going to be able to outwork teams. Half, like, like I said, man, a lot of times the other team is like lollygagging. They're 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 not really fully focused, and when they time the fully focus, dude, the the Celtics scored at will down the stretch when they were fully focused, dude. Like. They're, like, Sorry, they're, they didn't start playing till three minutes left. Yeah. That's when they exactly, decided, you know what? exactly. Let's go ahead and clamp down. Exactly. That's why. That's why it, it, it's just not gonna. That's why Tibbs always his teams always do respectable in the in, in the in the regular season. When the playoffs come, if he doesn't have a, you know, I will say Derek this, Rose, it's over for him. I will say this though, there's certain matchups within this lower echelon of the Eastern Conference, and it doesn't work this way. But like. You know, like the Knicks aren't going to play the Cavs, but I agree with State. Like, the Cavs did not impress me, bro. Like that that uh, reliance on on Garland and Spider, like, and and the way that those dudes were just like not getting into the paint, like they were just settling for threes, and 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 they they did not tr- like. I'm sorry, bro. Like the Cleveland Cavaliers, nah. Like very much not for. I respect left, 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 left. Hold on. The only thing left, because you're right. I agree with you totally. Right? They're not. They haven't wilded me. The Knicks match up well with them because of the size of both backcourt. Yep. But if you remember that game, every time they went to the big men, bro, Allen and and Evans was destroying our front. Absolutely. But what do they do? They go like you say. They go away from it because Garland and and Donovan got a shine. I think the Knicks. It wouldn't be a scenario unless the Knicks won a first round and got matched up with Cleveland because I just don't yeah. think that they're match up. Like now, five. But then in a series, but in a, I don't know. I haven't seen this coach in action. Will their coach adjust and realize, wait a minute, we have a size advantage and a skill advantage because their front court is way more skilled than ours. Yeah. All due respect to, to – Just to, not um, – not, again, so I'm just not – again, Donovan Mitchell – Love, love the explosion. Love, love the, sh- love the style. Love the, love the, uh, the uh, belief in self. He, he, he's an NBA fraud star, bro. I'm sorry, like. Yo, yo, left his. He, he got cramped up, bro. I don't. I don't he had a cramp. 
look at the screenshot where where he passes Julius Randle. Trey Young would <laughs> Trey Young would have hit a shiver into a timeout if he had that look, bro. I, I, by the way, I want to say this about the Hawks team that like Knicks fans think like they like they get to parade around and be like we're better than the Hawks. Like same scenario with the Raptors. Like until the Knicks consistently beat the Hawks, I don't want any part of that, bro. I don't want any part of the Hawks in a play. Lefty. I don't we want any part the of the Raptors in a play. Forget it. We can't beat the Hawks with Murray. Then. The one time we beat them, to RJ's credit, he went and injured the man early in the game. Got him <laughs> out the gate. Right? That was one of the greatest plays RJ has ever had. At the <laughs> with Murray, we can't beat them. Did you see how he, he dog-walked the entire team? <laughs> Trey Young didn't play. even have a good game. And we know Trey Young is a proven playoff performer. We I don't want any part of As much as I hate him, we know that he's a proven playoff performer. Murray dog-walked the entire team like it was nothing. Yeah. No, they 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 make the they they literally space the court forty feet out. Like that's 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 a that's an element of uh, defense that we can't con- contend with. Um, so hold like, on, hold on, hold on, five left. This this is my thing, right? South. I hear you. I hear you, five left. Um, for me, did I? Damn, I hate when I got to sound company managed just for conversational speak. Uh, for me, I think the Knicks can, in a in a multiverse, I think we can beat Cleveland. Uh, nah, nah, that's dirty, bro. Yeah. I think the Knicks can beat Cleveland in the playoffs. Um, I think the Knicks can get to the second round. Uh, just not as presently constructed, one. And two, I think the Cleveland series and the series versus the Hawks, it's only one man I'm looking at. I'm looking at R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett, if he if he plays like a number three overall pick, the Knicks could beat Cleveland because Cleveland don't have no – they don't have no big wing that will offset R.J. Barrett. I think uh, Mobley, Mobley, and I think each front court cancels each other out. I think the person we got to look at for that series is mainly R.J. Barrett. If he plays up to his third overall pick status – the Knicks can definitely beat Cleveland in the playoff series for sure. Uh, now, to answer your question about Tibbs, huh? I give I give Tibbs a C minus D plus. Uh-huh. And like Ari said, it is true because it is a skill to have your team play hard. It is. Night. So I, I give him credit for that, and that's really where my credit stops. Because you know why? Let's just keep it a buck because everybody want to dance around this because this are where it is now. The fact that this man does not have Cam Reddish in this rotation guarding Tatum or Brown, that is an utter failure. Complete and utter failure. I don't care if he told Tiz his mother stink. I don't care. You make basketball decisions. Whatever it is, whatever we'll find out later on, that's not basketball. And nah. that to me is on the coach because he didn't want him from the from the start. So to me, that's a complete failure. The fact that I'm watching Grom start is a failure. Grom should be part of the bench mob. Him and IQ locking down backcourts. Not no fucking Deuce, who's not an NBA player. I don't care what y'all want to say, he's not. The fact that you have this kid on your team that could elevate because trust me, a Cam Reddish with. 
the backing of the coach with a defined role and continue, you know, development throughout the season makes the Knicks a lot scarier. We it, saw what Brunson and Grimes in a playoff situation going to look like last night. We don't got to go back in history. We saw it. And that shit don't look good. No, nah, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm actually horrified after what I seen last night. And, and even the past, like, couple of weeks, man, um, I, I love Quinn Grimes. I am not interested in him being my starting wing. I don't know how many times I've said this on this pod, but I'm legit not interested in him being my starting wing going into the playoffs. He's going to get destroyed. And after he gets destroyed by James Harden or anybody that the Knicks put on, put on, he guards, I'm not going to blame Quinn Grimes. I'm going to blame Leon Rose because Leon Rose should have did a move in order to help uh, bolster the wing uh, depth that we have. But then, like I said earlier, I don't think I really want the Knicks to make a move because the Knicks laid their bed, and I think I kind of want them to sleep in it. Um, Whatever happens to them, it happens because they did it to themselves. I don't want Cam Reddish to come out and start saving people's jobs again. I'm good on that. I want him to lose how he wants to lose. If he wants to continue to run these small-ass three-guard lineups that Jeff Hornacek used to run, Back in 2014, when he had Eric Bledsoe and, 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 and Dragic and all those guys, go ahead, by all means, keep doing it. You company men, keep loving this product. Because after a fi- another five years run past and we didn't win shit, I wonder what's the next excuse. Oh, we didn't give Tibbs enough. Oh, now we didn't give Tibbs enough. I thought Tibbs got enough. I thought Julius Randle 24 and 10. This is why, like, when you got a guy like Randall as your team's best player, I have no hopes or aspirations of winning anything of significance. Um, I do have hope that the Knicks can always get better. I just, I just don't really believe in, in, in what we're doing right now to win a championship, to win a playoff series. But we could all be proven wrong because what if the Knicks do come out and win a playoff series? What if they sweep somebody? <laughs> Who the Flint Tropics, Hoosiers, you know what I mean? The Sunset Park team. What fucking team they going to? Yo, I've seen the Flint Tropics. Oh my God. What is the worst player? Huh? I got to think about playoff upsets I've seen with a team. Um, all right, I'll give you an example. So remember when OKC, I think it was 2014 or 2013, I think OKC was a top three seed. And remember when they ran into uh, Memphis and Memphis punched them in five? That's what it, that's the type of upset that could happen. I just don't see it from this team. But they could, they could knock somebody off. No, you, you can't never just say never. They can, but I just don't believe they can. If they prove me wrong, I will happily come up on here and say, yo, you know what? I was wrong. My bad. And, and we could just move on. But I don't think it's going to happen. And I've been right for the past couple of off seasons, So, we'll see. Bro, is Brunson going to have two working hips by the time the playoffs comes around? I don't think he will. Um, yeah. I think he's going to break down. I yeah. just don't know when. But it, it's scary because he takes a lot of charges. I think he's top three in the NBA and charges taken. Man, he gets fucking uh, knee to elbow in the face every game, bro. That's just going to take his toe. I don't know. That big. I, I don't know who Brunson's side chick is in New York because I'm pretty sure he has about five of them. But I'm pretty it's sure. It's Khalil. Khalil. 
who, 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 listen, man, I think Brunson got about five, right? He married, but all NBA players got five of them. As long as they rubbing this man's legs, keeping them upright, we good. We good. <laughs> I'm not really too concerned about it. But just, just, Bro, but if he got five side pieces, that if he going to throw that hip out one way or the other. It's gone, bro. <laughs> yo, 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 remember when Frank Nilekina, after a win, he always gets a groin injury? Yeah. <laughs> Frank was there doing two at a time and shit like, ah, we, we, man. You know what I'm saying? Mademoiselle, ah. <laughs> he said, ah, we, we. Oh, God. Oh, man. Um, oh, who just, who just popped left? All right. Um, any more topics you got want to cover before we get out of here? Uh, um, I, I want to ask, right? I want to ask yeah. – all right, let me address two things here. I, I – let me address three things real quick. Number one, I lied about having inside information about Cam Reddish because I, I, because I want Tibbs fired. So I put out a tweet saying that I, knew, I know something about Cam. I didn't know shit about Cam, so I want to admit that I lied about that because I need, I need Tibbs fired. Um, that's number one. Number two – I put out a tweet uh, shaking my ass for Leon Rose today. That was a social experiment, and it worked. And underneath it, I, I just wanted to see if I bigged up Leon Rose, what people would say underneath it. And it's literally like he's not hes not a sexual harassing uh, front office man. He's not trading all of our picks. He's not, you know, he's not doing this, that, and the third. He's being functional, all these things, right? Like, very, very much, like, mm-hmm. well, I think we lost Papa. Oh. I, I, I know what Papa is doing. Let's watch that. I know we are. Rose is mediocre. You see And Knicks fans have settled in. And I'm, I think I'm joking, but literally, I've been on different spaces. I try to go to the other side of life. Just to, you know, I mean, hear what they got to say and then tell them that they wrong. You know what I mean? But they really believe, because when I point out that he has made no major moves, they brought him in to be a, a heavyweight within the industry. He has, he, he's punching like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like Glass Joe and Mike Tyson punch out and shit. You know what I'm saying? He's tough. <sighs> but they actually applaud that. They, they in turn tell me that, well, he hasn't made any moves that. Who's facing? All right, so, so here's my question for South Ari, uh, Nick's recap, and State. Right? Let's go. Can we go through the picks that we have, and can we can we just talk about them for a second? For what? I want to know. Like, can we just evaluate these picks, like the picks that we have? The Pistons pick will not convey. But the Pistons will. So be right away. So team. right away. All right. So hold on a second. Right away, we have the Dallas pick this year. And we, that pick is to convey. Yes, and we have our pick this year. Okay. But those picks are 18 and 22, respectively. Like, what can – That's bad. No, 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 pop it left. And this particular draft, this, this draft, where you could get a guy like Imani Bates in the late 20s when you – this is the type of draft where you do not. Imani Bates is Cam Reddish 2.0. Like Tibbs would never play him, bro. 
Oh, no. You think your money base is going to fall to 20? He the, might. Brother, he might. He's a, he's oh, my God. You think his reputation is that damaged? Yeah, he's right. Yeah, it is. Damn, man. Wow. That guy is a just, baller, just man. Alonzo wow. Alonzo Trey. You know what I mean? He, he shouldn't have been undrafted, but, you know, he, he loves the steroids. No, no. I think I think base draft stock for, for, has fallen. Um, a lot of people call second-round pick. But I, I like Imani base. I just think he hangs around but, the but, crowd. But, State, you're talking about 18 and 20. What? So, like. Let let let's stay in the in the present, right? Let's let's not look at all these picks. Let's look at these picks as if we're gonna field them, which we're not. But let's let let's look at these picks, right? Like who who leaves the rotation for the eighteenth and twenty second pick to play? No one. You talking about you talking about as far as, as the roster yes. presently constructed. Yes. All of these motherfuckers ain't coming back next who's, season. Who's not coming back? Who's not coming back, Steve? So, 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 damn, damn, Papa Left. Why you gotta make? Because you asked me for another Who's topic. And by the Who's way, State, State, we are be- every space that we have. We actually talk about a bunch of different shit, but every allegation that's thrown on us is, oh, these spaces is the same thing over and over. Those narratives. They don't talk basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's- Yo, that I think those dudes don't get enough pussy either. They don't get enough. Pussy. Yo, they got low dicks, man. I don't, I don't even be caring about that shit. Man. <laughs> Like, like, but who comes? Who, 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 who is leaving? The who is leaving? The, who's leaving the rotation? I honestly, McBride. Uh, I don't think McBride. I don't even. I don't even talk about uh, Miles McBride. For me, personally, yeah, he's irrelevant. Yeah, I think a lot of these. Obi. Obi. Not coming. I don't think. I don't think Obi's coming back. I think they're gonna make a decision on Obi this. In the summer, uh, you think that's a summer um, trade offseason? Yeah, trade? yeah, yeah, for sure. And I also think low key, I think Emmanuel quickly is going to leave. No, he's gone. It, it, Don't put that out there, State. Don't put that out there, State. Yo, man. yo, IQ is ah man. He is not sticking around to be oh, nobody. What, what are we doing, French man? Bitch. You know what hold on, hold on, hold on. He's not taking less than he's worth. He ain't good oh, like it's that. It's not his time to press that button, South, though. That's the only thing. Hold on, hold on. Recap. Unmute yourself. Why do you Why do you think this young black man, who is a starting point guard in today's NBA, will allow the Knicks to pay him $60 million when he could go on the open market and get $100 million as a franchise, started I don't know if they give him a hundred state, but not six. No, I don't think a hundred. A hundred's a little much, bro. Brother, brother, bro. Brother. IQ was like the new Terry Rozier. He's gonna get his money, bro. He's gonna get. I the think he gets like get Tim money. Hardaway Jr. style money, like four. Are you drunk? Tim Hardaway Jr. is getting paid handsomely, bro. I don't know what you're talking brother. about. Yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. never played defense in his life. Not even Thank against you, his South. pops in the backyard. Thank you, South. With that said. Quickly is going to get damn near twenty million dollars per year. Yeah, that, that's your state. Your state. Your state. Your yes. state. Look, look. This the only. Re- this is may coming from my heart, maybe. Right. So it's, maybe it's a hard answer for you, but I feel like because Quickly's loyal and because he loves this city. That's why he that's, ain't loyal. That's why I think that it is. is. That's what I think it is, bro. That's why I think it is. Look, and he doesn't complain, bro. He doesn't complain about nothing, man. You he's see how he smart. is when he he's when he's playing as well too. 
And look, and maybe and maybe you're right, Sal. And if that's the case, he's doing a fine job at it. But from what I'm looking at and from what I'm seeing, he looks like he's love what he's doing. He's getting the minutes right now. I know state. I know you should have gotten the minutes, right? I get your point, bro. Should have been gotten those minutes. And I wish we could go back in time and give him those minutes, but we can't. But what we're looking right now is a is a star in the making. This guy is is coming into his own in front of our eyes, man. Because so, so one of things. the best. Go ahead. Go ahead. So two things. One, quickly would never be a star in New York because he's sitting by, behind Jalen Brunson. That's one. Two, if you – there's no such thing as loyalty in sports. I was watching Kevin Garnett's podcast, and he said, I wish I was not as loyal to the Timberwolves as I was, right? Because basketball is a business at the end of the day. If business-wise, business, business wise, if I'm quickly – and I look at myself and I view myself as a starting point guard, which he should, by the way. Why the fuck am I taking $40 million less to play on the bench behind Jalen Brunson? Can you explain that to me? State, state, in all fairness, you don't first two things. First of all, we don't know who's gonna be on the roster next season, right? And we don't know how much money the Knicks are gonna want to pay him. Oh, we Based on what Based on based on based on what we're gonna see this season and what quickly does, I think that's what's gonna attest to what contract he gets. Right now, he's playing he's playing like he damn near earns a, a hefty ass contract, a Tim Hardaway contract to to less point. And Tim Hardaway's getting a lot of money right now. So recap. I mean, go ahead. Recap, my guy. Yeah. You know that his teammate in college, Maxi, he sees what he's doing. You think that IQ think he's he's a lesser player than Maxi. I mean, I nah, not at all. But you think <laughs> not he at all. thinks that he's not he's not sitting behind no goddamn Brunson, bro. Nah, he's I, talented, but he's not you, you, you don't think if, if they pay him, right? Let me ask you this, guys. If they pay him, do you think there's a possibility that Brunson and IQ start in the backcourt if they don't add anybody? Let's say, right? Uh, they two start in the backcourt instead of Grimes there. Let me, I don't let think me, Grimes would let's, ever let's, get demoted by Tibbs for Emmanuel. But exactly. Um, okay. Tibbs staked a lot on Grimes. A lot. I will say this. Um, Quentin Nelikina was untouchable for Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> so why the fuck would Tibbs allow quickly to start over Quentin Nelikina? <sighs> there's, re- there's a reason why I call him Quentin Nelikina. It's It's about 15 reasons why. But the favoritism, the 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 whole he's a sniper. Like we gotta stop this bullshit when we when we Grimes try to like hit his threes, man. It's just it's unacceptable. Sorry. Yeah, but he shouldn't have even been no, in that position. I, no, no. I think I think he I think he just needs to be more knockdown, bro. I, I think, but I think young players Special. go. I I get what you're saying that young players go through shooting slumps and they're not ready for that uh-huh. moment, but. Like I, I don't think I don't think if you put anybody in that position where like look, it can RJ it, would it can Emmanuel quickly can play make right, okay. Right? You're telling me Quentin okay. Grimes can't can't play make. It, no 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 no. What I'm saying to you is Quentin Grimes should not be in the game for the New York Knicks in four minutes or less because he's just not seasoned enough. He needs more sass on his game. I don't believe I need quick- that. I don't believe he's showing you this bathroom because he's not given the opportunity. Lefty, I, I got to push back on that. That dude handle is worse than RJ's handle. 
Well, Rhymes, well, when you pressure him and he has to dribble, that's all the shit he did last night. I seen the shit. You dribble the shit like completely to the Celtics. They ain't even fucking strip him. He just gave it to him. That Yo, dude, I, come on, man. Y'all overvalue Grimes, man. Oh, Grimes geez, is a man. dime a dozen player, bro. He should be on your bench. You know what I mean? Coming in for, for a defense. Uh, and, they did and, the redraft. The they bench. did the redraft, and he was ninth. I don't give a shit about no goddamn redraft. That, that eliminates no the dime a dozen allegation. That's for sure. Dime a dozen. Yo, All you, he is is Yo, State. Yo, State. Didn't you tell me before... State, let me ask you a question, bro. Then you told me before with iHeart and Sims, right? We had this argument before, not argument, or debate, let's call it that, where uh, we said that Sims should be starting, but the reason iHeart is starting is probably because he's getting paid, right? And they yeah. can't just sit him, right? Yeah. So, so the same thing with uh, with quickly. Let's say quickly gets paid. If you pay this man, like you know the contract we're talking about, like an like a Tim Hardaway contract, you think they gonna put this man on the bench in favor of Quentin Grimes starting? I just want to ask you that question. Who, um. If they if they, if they if they pay IQ, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna look to to trade Quentin Grimes as part of a package with the picks for a what? star. For oh, what? Mm-hmm. Over Tim's dead body. Over Tim's dead fucking these body. Are the Listen, type, bro, they're gonna. Again, these are the type of decisions that that are that are coming, bro. Like you can. Papa, did you at least vote for Julius Randle and Jim? You know, Russell there was a story stuff? about. Um, there was a story about. I forget who it was. I think it was. Pamela Anderson was speaking on Jack Nicholson. How Pamela Anderson walked. Yo, yo. Papa left. The last time I heard about Pamela Anderson, she had a sex tape with a rock star. I don't give a fuck about Pamela Anderson, bro. <laughs> like, I have to stop you. I don't. I don't mm-mm. I'm good on that. Daru, how you doing, OG? Oh, hold on, bro. Hold on. I, 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 I did, hold on. Papa left. I don't want to hear about Pamela Anderson. Not while I'm sober. If I was high, then yes. Not right now, Papa left. Thank you. Not right now. Big, big Daru. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Daru, what's up? What's up? Yo, what's up, Daru? Hey, what's up? I don't have much to add to this, brother. No way, quit. No way, um, IQ stays behind someone. He thinks he's better than, or he knows he's better than. And in his heart, he knows he's a, he's a starting guard in this league. He, he knows he's a starting guard in this league. He knows that he knows that he makes a difference when he comes into the game. There's no way that he's going to settle. And he's looking around the league, and he's seeing these cats, cats like Maxi, and um, Bones get off, and he knows he's compared to those players. And right now, he knows that he's in a lesser position than those other two. No way he settles for that. No and, way he settles. And a team I see him going to is the Wizards, which is near his home camp. And they're giving the bag, too. They'll, they'll, give, they'll, they'll definitely give him the bag. Baltimore kid yep. playing in D.C.? They'll definitely wow. give him the bag. They're not going to pay him and Kuzma. Why not? Why not? Because they got KP to pay, too. Are you going to pay KP as well? KP, nah, KP's KP's going. KP. Ain't nobody paying KP. So KP's leaving then. KP out of there. KP out of there. Oh, KP man. better but, but start so looking for they paying Kuzma then? So yeah. Kuzma and Bill? I'm with State on yeah, this. Kuzma I, definitely getting paid. That's why. I'm- yo, yo, yo. First of all, yo, I'm too sober for this shit. Yo, everybody, please stop talking about everybody else is talking. That shit is so annoying. This is the second time I had to use the mute button today. Please stop that shit. Yo, ever. 
yeah, ever. How the fuck you just come in my Twitter spaces? You don't even announce yourself. You just unmute yourself and start talking, bro. You know how I rock, bro. You gotta at least you. If you wanna cut somebody off, you gotta cut uh, cut me off at the opportunity. Come on, ever. Nah, I'm fucking with you, ever. How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. I'm good, bro. <laughs> I just had to comment on on KP, but I, I got two things to, to to put up. First of all, um, yeah, the NBA can 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 kick rocks because it is a Friday night in January. <laughs> And there are no national games on. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm over here going on some wild Bulgarian website trying to trying to like decipher all sorts of Balkan languages and shit. No, I'm done. I need the NBA to, to get his to get his act together and start putting games on. Like I shouldn't be watching Memphis versus Minnesota like on my computer right now. Anyway, second question. Um, and somebody brought it up about Kuz. Like, what do y'all see? the Knicks doing in terms of trades? I know the trade deadline's a couple of weeks away, so I'm wondering if y'all see any trades coming through. I don't, honestly. Ooh, um, There's no trades coming. Yeah, I'm, yeah I, I'm, I'm actually, I've actually convinced myself that I don't think the Knicks will be making a trade. Um, I think, I read an article that Tim said that he was comfortable with his starting five and uh, he was comfortable with the bench. Um, so I got to, right now, I'm learning how to trick myself and so just thinking that the kids are playing and I don't need to complain as much. Uh, but it's kind of hard. But honestly, I don't, I don't think the Knicks will make a move. I think the most egregious thing that I'm watching is Tom Thibodeau stealing generational wealth from two young black men that is playing on my team and Obi Toppin and Cam Reddish. Just stealing generational wealth from them. Stealing Emmanuel Quickly's generational wealth. You know quickly he's a star in point guard. Darryl, matter of fact, Darryl, I got to come back to you. What makes you think, just from watching quickly from afar, what makes you think he thinks he's a star in point guard? He's always thought he was a star in point guard. And he's look at the players he's played behind. You think he's played behind Burke and said, you know what, I don't deserve to start. Well, I he mean. See, he sees Brunson. He knows he, knows he, sh- he knows he should have this job this year. And that comes through. That comes through with the confidence he plays with every time he has the opportunity. When he had the opportunity to start the last year, he came in with that confidence. He comes in and he knows he has a um, bench role, and he stars in that. Every time he has an opportunity to play for an extended minute of time, he stars in that the guy, role. He, the rule. And he's, he's improving every the year. Rule. The guy mm-hmm. he's playing behind, that Emmanuel quickly is playing behind, is a second-round pick who is a backup guard, <laughs> off-ball two-guard, who got a hundred-plus <laughs> million dollars. Emmanuel quickly is, is definitely got his mind on a hundred mil. I'm, I'm with you. I just wonder if he's worth it. I wonder if he's going to have the opportunity to, to take over a team like Brunson did on national you know, spotlight. I, I think that elevated Brunson. And also Brunson – is is a coveted piece by by this Knicks organization for sure. So I don't know if the the, the vacancy for the position that quickly wants, he's going to be at the mercy of what team really identifies him as a starting point guard and what team de- identifies him as a combo guard. That's the only thing. Left, IQ is going to have at least one to two really, really good games in the playoffs. He's going to shine in, in at least 
two of the five games that the Knicks will play. Are you really giving – who's giving a shot. take with Family Feud in the background? Uh, that's me. I'm here with wifey. She watches Family Feud. <laughs> we have a quality time together. Y'all mind y'all business. <laughs> you know what that's <laughs> great, dude. But, uh, but, but seriously, he's going to shine. He's going to shine in a couple of games in the playoffs for real. And um, that's going to elevate him. That's the Jerome James effect. That's the Brunson effect. He's he's out of here, bro. Like, y'all just don't get a task of IQ, man. He's gone. Yeah. The Jerome James Brunson effect is, is giving me a headache. Can I and, the, and the thing about it is, he know, everyone knows that the organization is married to Brunson. When Brunson's contract come up, he's still going to only be, what, 30 years old. What opportunity is IQ going to ever have to start in this league? And Brunson, Daddy, why can't they play together? Why can't they play together? Why can't they play together? So, so for me, because of the sure. head coach, the head coach, the organization sure. is married to Brunson. If the they, pay, if they pay IQ, again, I'm asking the same question. If they give IQ a Tim Hardaway Jr. contract, is he going to ride the bench or not start over Grimes? Somebody answer that question. Yo, okay, I, well, I'll give you, I'll give you an, an example. We watched Thibodeau bury a guy on the bench who's very talented, put him on the end of the bench for the sake of, of Quentin Grimes. I mean, no one can watch what's, how this thing has played out this year and not say that, this was worked out for the benefit of Quentin Grimes. So, this if, if you go to that extent, it's very believable that whether you give IQ that money or not, but I don't understand going to start who he's going to start. Understand though, like these McBride minutes could easily be. I don't understand why 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 it has to come between those two guys because McBride's clearly in the rotation. So like I don't understand why Camp Reddit like. Why? Why do you think it was a two-way kind of street where Cam was like, "I'm not about to play fucking six minutes a night, eight minutes a night." Oh, I, I think I think Cam Reddish took and he took exemption to win. I I give you an example, matter of fact, Papa. When Mitchell Robinson got hurt, Jericho Sims, Isaiah Hardenstein started a couple of games. When Mitchell Robinson was healthy. He was immediately placed back in the starting lineup. When Reddish got hurt, we all know what happened. So I think Reddish and Clutch seeing the way Tibbs and his favoritism shit uh, um, happened. And that's, I an think awful like, look. that's an awful look, bro. Yeah, I think they was like, yo, fuck this. Uh, we not going to risk injury. Um, find my client a, a new place to play. Uh, you're jerking his minutes. Because... I still don't respect Quentin Grimes starting, yo. Because he was literally handed that shit. I've never been handed nothing in my life. Facts, Dave. I, I grew up around welfare. I grew up around poor people. I grew up in, in crack needles and, and shit on the floor. Dip, no dip, remember, on 116th in Pleasant, Bum City? It wasn't even a mall over there. He's playing manhunt over there. I remember, bro. You speak in facts. And if y'all remember that... Cam came back early from that grind, from that grind injury, just because he saw the writing on the wall. And everybody want to talk about that game, the nine minutes that he played, that like it was the worst game ever. Like he impacted the fucking upper forty-one minutes in the game, and shit is, and, and that's like the most asinine 
narrative company meant bullshit tape that I kept hearing. Well, that kid was what people don't realize played out in that game is even when Cam came back, he was still getting limited minutes. He was coming in at the end of the first quarter with Obi. Him yeah. and Obi were coming in at the same time. That Dallas game, Obi was at the um, table by himself, and Cam was still sitting down. Cam didn't get checked in until like a couple of minutes into the second quarter, and that's when he went nut. Yeah. And so I his, saw it on his face. He saw the writing on the wall at that moment. I was like, you could see it, because he's not one of them dudes that can hide. Like, IQ is hiding. IQ got a good poker face. I respect it. You know what I mean? But Cam is like me. I don't know how to hide my face. So that's why I was ringing that along even a little bit before them a few games. I was like, yeah, I don't notice how this kid is looking frustrated because he knows what's up. And like you said, probably Rich Paul was like, you know what, youngin? It's all right. We got you. We ain't even going to let your, your career die over here. You know what I'm saying? So, Without, this is the fucked up part about it. This other agents and people looking at that Reddish situation, that scares a lot of people off from coming to the Knicks. So I, I'm I'm hoping they get this situation settled, and I hope they send that young man to a place where he can flourish, man, because I, I don't like the way they treat that Here's the thing. Here's State. the caveat. The, 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 the probability caveat. of – hold on, Les, real quick. Yeah. The probability mm-hmm. of that backfiring is high. You have to remember, yes, CAA is a powerhouse, but they not the hot bitch right now. Rich Paul. You know what I mean? LeBron James, clutch. They the hottest bitch out there. They the IG bitch that everybody wants to get. Uh, excuse me, ladies. IG, you know what I mean? Woman, they, you know what I mean? That everybody wants to, you know, DM her and follow and, and, and jerk off to and shit. You understand? They the hotness. So they have the streets. Well, I here's was the, West was that about 15 years ago. Here's That's the, done. Here's so the, thing. the best players are going to be with clutch. So that is dumb as shit to alienate that uh, organization—that is stupid as shit. Absolutely. Here's the thing, South. Here's the thing. On one side of the spectrum, it's not the place to go to resurrect your career, right? It is not the place to go to be a role player. It is—it is not the place to go as a young player. Absolutely not. But if you want, um, if you want to be mid, and you want to be Kyle Kuzma, or you want to be Jalen Brunson. And you want to go get 30, 30 shots a night and play ISO basketball and get a big, you know, nice a nice mid check, you know, ninety million dollars, eighty million dollars, hundred million. OG Ananobi, right? You want to get bailed out by by a, Evan Fournier, right? Fifty four million dollars guaranteed. Derrick Rose, thirty seven million dollar contract. Like if you want it again, like there's two sides to this. Like if you want to be in New York City, like Evan Fournier had multiple places. He keeps speaking about this. Like he had multiple places he could have went, and he picked the Knicks because oh, they paid. Oh, oh, pop a left, pop a left. Oh, hold on, hold on. Urgent news. Can you read this article? If the Knicks trade a first and Obi for Alex Caruso. I'm going to genuinely take one of these hospital needles and stab Where do you hear that? Where do you hear that? Look, you're reading it right here. Look at the top of the screen. This is what they're promoting to us. Leon, yo, Leon, yo, Leon, I'm almost ready to tell you suck my dick, bro. Oh, you got to stop this shit. Man. He's our best uh, front office man since Dave Chackett's. Um, He's but, fucking horrible, man. He's been, but, yo, yo, let me ask you this, man. 
I play 2K, we play Madden, we play all this shit. What executive spends 300 million plus and you don't have a star in the building? The executive that works for the owner that doesn't demand more than a first round exit. Oh my God. Thank you, Harvey. I I said that like an hour ago. Dolan set the tone from the interviews this motherfucker just did over the last week or the last few days. Embarrassing. That have no hope for the team. Y'all better not diss him in public. More than what he's getting. You know what he told you? Yo, I like put on a show for the fans when they come to MSG. I'm That's first, all he cares about. I personally, he, he got I'm a slipping championship on some bullshit. No, he go. said what he meant the first time. He wants to put on a show. He wants a couple extra games at the end of the year, get the playoff check, get the revenue. You got to stay competitive, you know I mean? guys. You got to stay competitive. But, but hold on, hold on real quick. I'm not really, I'm not mad at what Dolan said. I'm just mad at yo my fault, bro. I know I took mad long. Greek. Give me like, give me like 15 minutes. I'm gonna that. I got you. Yeah, I'm not mad at what Dolan said, bro. I'm mad at the fucking the the way the organization and management think, bro. These dudes think mediocre, bro. These dudes don't want championships, bro. They don't think. But that's they, because the that's man, because the owner doesn't. Look at Steve Ballmer with the Clippers, and I'm not saying they are jumping on whatever, but when they talk to him. He's letting you know off the rip. I am here to fucking win. I don't sit in these funny seats just, you know what I mean, for the up no show. I never heard him say I want people coming to the Staples Center having a good time. You know what I mean? He don't give a shit about that. He's there to win. So he made sacrifices, you know what I mean, to get two stars in the building because he realizes in the NBA you need two stars in order to win. You understand? Dolan is not thinking on those lines. He's just happy that Leon is doing what he needs to do so he can stay on the road with his guitar and shit. You know what I'm saying? He does not care about no championship. Yo, the thing is, bro, you got to look at you got to look at at the kind of owner. Denver's looking like they want to trade Bones Island. You got to look at at, the kind of owner like this at the helm. James Dolan, he has the Knicks, the Rangers, MSG, and the straight shots. Steve Ballmer done done corporate rated, built one of the greatest companies ever. This is this is his hobby now. This is all he wants to do. James Dolan literally has nothing else better to do with his time. And we know this. Like, so at the point at which you're James Dolan, you just want like a nice fat check from from the playoffs, like y'all said, and you want to get out because you know the minute you start actually contending, the Knicks fans are gonna want to contend every year. We're not gonna take less than than excellence. And he knows that. He's not an idiot. Even if he is an idiot, he just he just wants that check. He doesn't care about a championship, and we all know that. That's kind of what I said yesterday in my in my uh, in my space talking about it. Dolan inherited the Knicks. He didn't ask for it, um, and his passion is music and entertainment. And these other guys, like Mark Cuban, had to build a tech company, which took you know a lot of fucking risk and a lot of fucking work to sell it to Yahoo. He had to like climb the ladder. And he wants to do his passion, like, like exactly like you said. Agree, hundred percent. Who do you think has more talent artistically, Ari? Me or James Dolan? What the fuck? James Dolan? Dolan for sure. Dolan for sure. is no jokes. Dolan for sure. Y'all, y'all, y'all hear that new that new straight shots? Oh, I don't know. Papa in the first for 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 Dolan in the straight shots. Is that what we're going with? Throwing throwing a a second in, and we got to do. All right, oh, all right. On, I'll, I'll take Pop. Pop is Pop is better. Let's be. Yeah, we, we know hold that. Hold on, fellas. Let me try to um get some order in here. I know uh, y'all. I've been on here for like two hours plus. Um, Coop. What up, bro? I see you pulled up. 
What's good, my guy? Uh, Wingo, yo, Wing. Good, I see you pulled up. What's good, my guy? Cool. What you? What you? What, yo, what's I on just, your mind, bro? I just wanted to kind of like just connect some dots on this whole clutch CAA thing. If people remember, nah. like James Dolan, not James Dolan, sorry, Leon Rose's biggest client was LeBron James. He helped orchestrate that whole LeBron James to Miami thing, and under that whole, yep. under that whole thing, there they were able to get Rich Paul an internship at CAA, right? Which uh-huh. Paul, which Paul stays at CAA for like two years, starts clutch, takes LeBron James, and LeBron James and James Dolan and Rich Paul didn't speak for years. Like they went years without speaking. So wow, yeah. cool people. Keep cooking. I didn't know yeah, this. They went, they went years cooking. without speaking. They only started speaking back, I think, towards the end of his Cavs run when LeBron was going to L.A. They kind of, like, buried the hatches. So this is bigger than basketball. Like, when you talk about, like, Cam Reddish, you talk about Jericho Sims, this whole CAA thing, like, this is bigger than basketball. It really has nothing to do with just the players. Like, this is a CAA versus clutch thing, and you're going to be hard-pressed to get another clutch or a big clutch client to the Knicks, like, I just don't think they'll ever deal with them again. Honestly. I really don't think they'll ever deal with them again. And it's just a bad look because, like, Cam really didn't do anything wrong. Neither has Jericho Sims, who honestly should be getting more playing time than he has. It took a Mitchell Robinson injury for Jericho to really get some real minutes. And it's just whack to me. Like, that shit is whack. Well, good thing we have all the talent we need. And, uh, we don't have to open up. The, yeah, uh, man. Open. <laughs> so as long as as long as Rich Paul, as long as Rich Paul wants mm-hmm. to start, you know, keep go getting high end talent to become part of Clutch, because as you can see, every year he adds two or three guys that are almost superstars that are looking for big deals. The Knicks will not be in the runnings for anyone like that. Oh wow. You just put me on the. Nah, it's true, man. Wow. It's true. I, okay. So, like, LeBron James, LeBron James still has a lot of power in his league. Like, there's a lot of guys that look into LeBron James and speak to LeBron James. Like, he's looking from a distance. He sees what's going on. Wow. So, yo, that's even worse. Because now that I think now about it. Think about it. Think about it. If you, I saw a picture of Clutch the other day. I had no idea what, that certain players was part of Clutch. What is Worldwide West? What is Worldwide West good for? You know who Worldwide West is? Um, you know who Worldwide West is? You ever seen Goodfellas? Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. know, um, not Joe Pesci, the other guy. Um, De Niro? Yeah, De Niro. You know how like, De Niro was like, a man until he wasn't? And then it was just like, yo, he was just, at the end of the movie, he was just like selling clothes. Like, that's Will Wild West. Wow, that's... Uh, that's yeah, cool. Well, I was West. He, he's washed, man. He's a Will Wild West was a guy that was connecting players like LeBron and Melo and stuff like that, but with social media and stuff like that, these young players don't need nobody like World Wide West. They could go on Instagram and do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yo, I respect what you just said. I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, wow. No, none, I didn't know none of that. Now that I know that Rich Paul interned for Leon Rose. And yeah. Now. And Rose, they all came together. Mm-hmm. They did this whole thing with the whole Miami move. He was also even, Leon Rose was, the CIA was also even part of that whole, um, LeBron announced the thing that he's going to South Beach. Like, it was a whole big thing with Maverick Carter, all of them. But but low key though, what a lot of people don't know, 
that LeBron James, I'm going to Miami special, that shit raised at least ten plus million dollars for boys and girls. So, so there was a reason why LeBron did. It. I, I mean, it looked bad, but there's a reason why uh-huh. he did it. Um, so, Coop, I want, I want to, um, I, I want to get these guys up no in here too as well. Be good, man. So, but don't go nowhere. Don't yeah. go nowhere. Wingo. And he did, he did it in Connecticut because he was there um, to go to um, Melo and uh, Lala's wedding. Oh, see, I didn't know that. So, salute. I, I didn't know that. You learn something new every day. So, Wingo. But he also did the show in one of the richest counties or richest, you know, I mean, areas in the goddamn country. Carry oh, stop. If you don't take your whole tap hat off, man. It, it's facts, though. It's facts. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's facts. The school where he did that shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> some of y'all can only dream of sending y'all kids to that school. But go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. Yo, yo, um, Wingo, if you're not ready to go, yo, AG. What's up, man? This ain't the space, AG, that you come into and you company man it. Nah, so I whatever. hope you got anyway. Uh, what? What? Uh, my right. question is: What? Uh, do y'all think we'd be better run as a CAA organ or as a clutch organization or a CAA organization? Because I which mean, Paul like, company man. Which Paul? Which Paul beats about? He's, he he beat by the sound of his own drum. I don't see him being a company man. Mm, okay. Neither. Yeah. Neither. Yeah. I, that's like asking, like, do you want to join the Crips or the Bloods? Because, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you complain that, you know, CAA is a mafia and they run an organization. I mean, it just sounds like we just training one, uh, trading one dictator for another. If you go to Clutch. Clutch is running the Lakers. Yeah. And they look got at a the championship Lakers. out of it. I mean, so they, they can do whatever they want now. But then now look at their roster now and look at their, look at their, just their, their, their future. Look at, look at. What, what, yeah, but what they are, got one. That's the thing. But AG, they got one in a season that we say was a fake season. We call the bubble. No one cares. Matter. If we had one in 99, <laughs> we're going to thank you, Sal. Thank you, Sal. I'm just trying to understand. You think I would be still shaking my ass about that 99 team? I'm just trying to understand how y'all connected. I'd be in some fucking Cisco thongs right now shaking ass on that team. I don't want to hear that shit. We ain't win nothing in 50 years. I don't want to hear that. I hear you. I told you, Knicks fans, Knicks fans are holding nostalgia over over a seven seed team right now, and we're supposed to laugh at the Lakers winning a natural NBA Finals. Yo, yo, this is why, like, yo, AG, I warned you, this is not the space to come in and try to. Tell <laughs> me about what I'm not. I don't give a fuck about what none of y'all got to say. Who the fuck Love are y'all? It. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Who the fuck? You think I give a That's fuck a fair about point. any of y'all? Fuck out of here. That's a fair oh. point. I don't give a fuck about anybody. I don't get mad at that. Um, AG, you can speak as much truth as you want, man. No, I just, I just want question. you like that. It's cool. Okay. I just want you like that. That shit you were spitting in another spaces that I heard you in, don't spit that shit in my space. Because uh, I'm not a company. My guy, my guy, <laughs> you can mute. Do whatever. Do whatever you want, my guy. It's all good. Why you so salty? Hey, yo, you don't have sex a lot, homie? Oh, nah, what you, nah, what, what's nah up, I don't, family? because uh, y'all y'all got all the... All right, so then what's up with so, you, family? You know, like, yeah, what's your energy like that for? Up, so they stopped giving out... No, 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 family, family. Why your energy is a little off, man? <laughs> my energy is great right with... now, my guy. What you talking about? So so why you so why you talking like that, though? Why are you coming at me like that? Talk about don't talk I ain't coming at you. I just had a question. I just I had a question, like, bro, up? and I asked it. I'm good. Carry on with the show, my guy. I'm enjoying the listen. Oh, no Have a problem. Good day. I, I, I...
no problem. I just told you, like, this ain't KCDA. This ain't no other space. We don't company man here. So, I, you know, I'm just making sure that you don't, you know, go off the deep end and say, no, fans can't complain and, and do some Breeze shit. This is why me and Breeze had an argument last night. Breeze went on Nick spaces and trying to tell other fans how to fan. Stop complaining. You're not sleeping with none of these grown-ass men on this app. Don't you dare come on to Nick's space and try to tell other people how to fan. You don't pay my rent, homie. You don't sleep with me at night, homie. That, that's the my number one thing. Like, do not come on my space or, or space I'm in and try to tell other people how to fan. What are you what that's are you, what are you got... doing when you call when y'all call people ass shakers? What are y'all doing? What 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 is that called? Oh, 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 no, that's not my term. My term is company man. Okay, so what is what is that called then? When you're telling people that, when you're calling people company man, are you telling them how to fan? Or is it different? No, it's just a description. Oh, he okay. ain't telling them what to do. Okay. It's a description, yeah. And when we fan, so is I, I say that toxic also a description or is that different? Um, A toxic fan and an anti fan is way different from a company man. I can explain where all this comes from. I can explain where all this comes from. Stay, give me a second. Hold on, hold on. A company man. The reason why I labeled Anthony MSG a company man two years ago on a drunk rant during Twitter spaces (laughs) while outside smoking during my break, and I kept calling him company man, is because company men do not like to be objective. You cannot have a serious basketball conversation with company men at all. At all. Company men, I had a wife. Yo, what's up, OG? Company men, I, uh, their wife is asleep. So their wife would cheat on them. And they'll explain it to their man like, nah, she good, bro. I'll take it back, bro. That's the type of shit company men do. Yo, what's good, bro? But go ahead, Pop, bro. All right, all right let me explain, uh, AG. Oh, so- man, hold on, Pop. Before you go, the rule. What's up? What's up? I know you wanted to say something. Sorry. No, I'm good. All right, all right. Pop left. What's up? All right, AJ. Let me let me try to let me try to explain it where where all these terms come from. Um, so last year, when the Knicks were um, kind of underperforming in the first forty games, Julius Randle was having a, a a poor start, and like the effort wasn't there. Knicks fans, uh, especially for I think Kendra came at CP and said that you know at like you know. You're 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 one to talk in terms of saying like you know Russell Westbrook was getting you know harassed and whatnot his family was getting harassed I think I think the the white I think the wife I think Russell Westbrook's wife had said something and CP quote tweeted Russell Westbrook's wife and said hey you know fans should not get personal whatever and then um, Kendra Randall quote tweeted CP and said or commented under his thing and said. You're one to talk. And that opened up the floodgates where Ashley Nicole Moss said on on actually on a show with Julito saying that Knicks fans were toxic. Yeah, because I remember that. I was watching that, that Okay, okay. So I just want, I want to, I, I want nothing. Uh, let me, let me just, let me just give the timeline because nothing happens out of nowhere. Like no one gets energy for no reason. So like here, here's, here's where it started, right? And 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 it really it really has a web of of reactions. I feel like so, I feel like after that was when I, uh, was it Ari and um and Anthony MSG that went and, at and, it. And, and not even that. That's Alan Hahn. Hold on, hold Wait, on. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. They we're skipping ahead. Hold on, can, I, hold I, on. Can, can I make a quick request? Um, 
I'm I'm about to get in the car. Can you please explain this in your Daru voice before? <laughs> nah, no, nah, bro. Daru, Daru. I'll do it for a second, but like, come on, bro. I really want. I like Ag, and I want to make sure that he understands where all this comes from. So, so, all right. So, I'm sorry, Daru. Like, trust me, there'll be seven thousand more spaces, and I'll do your voice in six thousand nine hundred. <laughs> <laughs> bro, all right, give me a wait, second. No, wait, wait, wait. Let me stop you because I, 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 I only came into space, this space to do one thing and one thing only. Hey, why are you fucking running from me, family? What's up, nigga? Where you at? Who, me? I'm right here. You're not at my sign out today. I've been trying to link with you at home. You running from me, nigga. So I have to join your space to tell you to come find me, bro. What you doing tomorrow? What you doing this weekend, ho? What's up? I don't work at both sides. What you bro. what you doing this weekend, man? <laughs> I'm at work. You gonna work on weekend? <laughs> yes. Stop fucking bro. running from me, state nigga. You in home? I'm in home. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most aggressive ass for bro date I've ever seen in my life, and I love Yo, it. So- <laughs> I thought he owned the money or something. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, shit. <laughs> <ass man." laughs> what do you want me to say? I don't work no fucking outside. <laughs> He's gone. Okay, our, oh, our, God. let's pick it up. All right, Ashley Nicole Moss calls Knicks fans toxic in defense of Kendra Randall because they obviously have, you know, some type of friendship, right? So then Jay, Jay from Florida and um, are in Manhattan uh, on Knicks fan TV and also Julito, like, take exception to this. And Ari from Manhattan, Jay from Florida formed the Toxic Boys because it's a satire. It's a play on the, the idea that a Nick fan who's been diehard invested into this team just wants their $100 million recently signed player to play hard is considered toxic. It's a satire. It's the same thing like King of Nick's Twitter is a satire because it's ridiculous that people get on Nick's Twitter and think from night to night they're right about everything and everybody's wrong about everything. So that's why I played a joke on Nick's Twitter. But let's get into toxic Nick's Twitter. People are literally called miserable, will complain about anything, yada, yada, yada. So then then people say, oh, if we're miserable and we're toxic, then you're ass shaking. Okay? So it's literally a reaction for a year on set that, that people were called miserable and toxic. And then Jay from Florida was like, all right, I'm miserable. I'm toxic. You're shaking ass for mid. So, like, that's where that comes from. And, AG, you're right in terms of it is technically telling somebody how to fan. Um, But at the same time, I think it's important to understand, like, where all this shit came from. It literally came from Knicks fans reacting to Julius Randle playing like a jackass last year and then being gaslit and being told, hey, He's not playing like a jackass. Give him a break. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the type of shit we're talking about. So I hope that cleared it up in, in terms of, like, why there's a divide in terms of, like, you know. Nah. It, it, well, that's one of it. The other thing is a lot of Nick fans like to suck dick because oh. out, out of Nick's Twitter, they actually do it in, in person. <laughs> um, a lot of people are yes men. A lot of people don't get a lot of women. A lot of people are really lames in real life. So a lot of people really come to Nick's Twitter and really try to talk that shit. This is why Papa left. You know this, right? I haven't what? been getting into a lot of debates. When when it comes to random avies, you know what I do from now on? I send them a video. Yo, if you're not, 
shooting me a video in return. I'm with that. Never responding to you. I'm with you that. have to show your face when you debate with me. I'm with that. Somebody, somebody with a profile picture of Mike Tyson just today told me I was a fucking clown. So I mean, <laughs> like, it is what it is. Um, I also want to say this, right? Like, as as it relates to Southside, as it relates to State or AG or Ari or Jay from Florida, B Nix, Brutus, right? Wine God, Cassius, like Josh, you know, like all the guys in here, like. It's one thing to say you support is free, and it's one thing to say, like, I support everyone, but do keep note of, like, who actually supports everyone. Like, <laughs> I, I may get into some bullshit, but at the end of the day, like, I, I, like, Jay, like, I don't want to say what I'm about to say, but, like, like for instance, like, let, I'll, I'll say this. Jay Nicky, me and Jay Nicky, Jay Nicky's part of the No, Nick. no, no, Papa left. Hold on, hold uh, on. I'm not going to relax, bro. bro. Why are you getting bro. this sensitive, bro? I'm not no, about no, to go I want off you to the go. rails, bro. I'm not oh. about, I promise, swear to my dead father, I'm not going to go off the rails. No, I just go make off the rails. They need to hear some shit like that. Go okay. off the rails. Okay, I'm not going to go off the rails, though. You have I, to. All right. To get your I'm not, but I'm not. I, I, I will if I need to, but I'm not. But here's okay. the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, Jay Nicky had an opportunity with somebody that that um, that I know that I know and I and, and somebody needed the green light on whether you know that this is good dude. I didn't like how the Knicks wall was acting snobby and and in terms of saying like oh the the fans are toxic and they're they're poisoning the airwaves and whatnot and and they're being miserable and they're they're laughing at us calling us anti fans and mediocrity. I took exception to that right. Because I've put, I've watched every dribble this basketball team has put out since 1999. So, like to me, that's that's just when you're calling me miserable. Yes, now you're going to get a mixtape of satirical rap songs, uh, 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 calling you, uh, making fun of myself. By the way, calling myself an anti fan, calling myself toxic. Like let let's be real. Like I'm not insecure. Like I I literally laugh at myself all the day. I I made songs to diss myself in all those songs. If you actually listen to them. So the point is, is that I, I really do support everyone on here. And, and I literally like y'all heard in the middle of the fucking phone call. Like we talk about who gets ass and all this shit. Of course, everybody in here gets ass at state. I'm I'm a, I'm a disagree with you there, but like (laughs) (laughs) the point, the point that I'm making is that my fiance is calling me in the middle of the space and I have to make the decision whether to keep cooking or to lose my fucking relationship. And a lot of times I keep cooking yeah, for y'all space, for y'all brands. So like I do support, like this shit is not free, bro. Like you, it is not support is free, but it's not like you have to consistently make the decision of what you want to give your energy to. And one thing that is not free and you can't get back, and, and, and I tell my kids in math all the time when we decide what what what's the X side and what's the Y side, what's the dependent variable, the time that you spend, you can never get it back. So when somebody so when somebody says things like, hey, you know, I, I, I think hating on a brand is corny and I support check check if they're actually supporting or if they're waxing poetic about supporting, because I know that state supports every space. Right. Uh, the state, state, state can tell you to go fuck yourself and then pull up in the space and add another engagement to you. Like Ari from Manhattan can tell you to suck his dick, and then the next day he's he's apologizing and saying, "I support you, my bad." 
You know, Southside can literally be called the most miserable goon in the world. And then he's going in your space and giving a take. So, like, let's 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 match our words with our actual actions. That's that's my only thing. Like when it comes to like telling somebody how to fan or whatnot, like and then, you know, cat calling for empathy. Like I, I don't I don't I personally don't appreciate that. And that's why you don't get state when it comes to uh and I'm done after this state when it comes to uh, getting in arguments with people who cannot handle an argument. Right. They, like, for instance, it's really a debate. Right. When it comes to company men. Right. It's really a debate. But you are so like there are certain people that are so clearly conflicted by the closer they get to MSG, the more opportunity and the more relationships they build, the more conflicted they are to say things. That, that the average fan is saying on the timeline, right? Yo, I'll give you an example, Papa. Yeah. I write fire tips every chance I get. Absolutely. Why do you think some people don't write fire tips as Nick content creators? <laughs> because it's not socially acceptable to do it in certain scenarios. But every single one has done it. Sean has done it. CP has done it. Macri has done it. Like, and again, like, this is my only thing. This is my only pushback on that, right? Tom Thibodeau hasn't changed at all. He hasn't changed at all. He is the same man he was when he walked through the doors here in 2019. He is the same guy. He played R.J. Barrett with your favorite player, R.J. Barrett. He played him with 15 seconds left, 45 seconds left, down 15 points. And he got (laughs) injured, bro. Like, he's the same guy. He's not changing. Like, for instance, like, like you can't call me miserable and say, oh, I complain just to complain. Like, for instance, with Sean, right? You can't play that card on me when literally a month ago you stood up and said, fire Tibbs. And if you don't fire Tibbs, fire them. That was 30 days ago. You're telling me the last 30 days have been so remarkably different from the from the time that you said fire tips and if you don't fire tips fire them but then you get to hold on hold on you get to no I need you to do me a favor I need you to run point guard for me for like five minutes real quick oh he'll run point guard yeah (laughs) he'll run point guard (laughs) he about the magic Johnson this motherfucker here's what I'm saying here's what I'm saying here's my difference of difference of 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 credibility like you don't get to say that. Usurp our takes, cosplay our takes, be toxic when it's convenient, right? And then say, oh, these guys are miserable after the Knicks win a game. Like, you can't, again, like, that's a fact, bro. Like, that's literally what happens. So you get to call people miserable. You get to call people toxic. And that's, I was I was calling Jay Nicky. I talked to Jay Nicky for 35 minutes today. Like, and I don't mean for all this stuff to spill on the timeline, but it's like, the reason why I post my job and the reason why I post my my life is because if you just listen to me being objectively critical about the eighth seed, seventh seed Knicks, you, these people will be out here thinking that I have like seven layer cake and be like, it's pretty good. Like I'm like the fucking SpongeBob uh, guy who eats the, the Krabby Patty and I'm like still no pickles. Like if I let y'all create the narrative about me without pushing back, and saying ass shaker every now and then, or or laughing like for instance, here's here's here, here, here's another one. Jonathan Macri said in in a in a subliminal way 
okay, in a very passive aggressive way, said on on his show, he said, "Oh, if you're a Knicks fan upset because the Knicks didn't take Jalen Duran, you know, you're one of these woe is me Knicks fans. Have some fucking pride, okay?" And I got tagged in that tweet, okay? And then underneath that tweet, people commented, Oh, uh, this guy, see, this guy thinks he's the king of Knicks Twitter. This guy's a fucking loser. Oh, he's crying over Jalen Duran. You think I'm going to watch Jalen Duran go 16 and 10 as a 19 year old and not remind you of that shit after you dragged me through the fucking mud? Are you nuts? Jalen Duran is getting 16 and 10. You think I'm not going to bring it up? And it's not like me trying to be right. I am. <laughs> I am right. The dude is getting 16 and 10 and he's 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 a fucking beast, bro. And I love Mitchell Robinson, but that doesn't mean that I was I was wrong for saying, "Hey Knicks who finished 37 and 45, field of pick. You don't have enough talent to fucking play Jenga with the cap to get rid of Alec Burks and Kemba Walker so you can sign the guy that literally took baths with his agent who's the son of the fucking president of the team. You don't have to play Jenga with the cap to get Jalen Brunson. So when we get gaslit, when we talk about this team critically by people who want to build relationships, and kudos to them. Like, seriously, I'm not going to call out names, but kudos to them because that's hard. Do you know how many times I want to criticize? Like, I'll get, I'll be very honest, transparent. I am not critical of Quentin Grimes because I know his trainer, and he's he, and he fucking took me out for a fucking lunch, and I'm not about to rip Quentin Grimes. I'm not about to do it because he's a good guy. Let me do this. I I leave it to South. Exactly. I leave it to South. But here's the caveat to that: I have an actual relationship. A lot of these guys are pursuing a relationship and acting. This is where State says you're not sleeping with these guys. And he's, I get it. It's disrespectful. And, but but I, I've said it multiple times. But the point is, is that like a lot of y'all are angling to get Wally's job, angling to get Han's job, angling to get Mon Monica McNutt's job. The job ain't available, bro. You have an independent platform and you have the ability to actually speak for the fans, right? You have the ability to actually represent AG's points, represent Brutus's points, represent Wine God's points, right? You have the ability to do that and it actually, you get an independent consumer base. But you want to have, just like the Knicks have their one foot in on the rebuild, one foot in on win now. These content creators want to be one foot in on being independent and one foot in on being positive engagement gang and, and saying and then and then gaslighting people who are objective and be like, oh, Ari from Manhattan and Jay from Florida with their 464 plateaued subscriber list are doing this for attention. No, you're doing it for attention. You're calling mid him at every corner you can get so that you, bro, I do it every day. I did that. This Leon Rose post that's up here. It says he took over a completely dysfunctional franchise. He hired a coach that changed the culture. He drafted Obi Top and Emmanuel quickly, Quentin Grimes and Jericho Sims. He never traded a first round pick. He signed Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle and RJ. Leon Rose is him. 143 likes, 12 retweets, and five quotes. If I tweet out, fuck Leon Rose, that ain't going to get fucking 150 likes, bro. 
So, like, if I wanted to do that, and I'm not calling it disingenuous because it's 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 strategic. Like, disingenuous is when is when you're so like full of yourself that you 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 you're spewing bullshit, but you don't really understand it. Like, it's strategic, bro. You want to know why it's strategic? Because everybody that says we're complaining has said fire tibs within the last month and a half. King Deej went off on. I love King Deej, right? I love him, but Deej. Literally in his when he was going at Ari, just out of my brotherhood for Ari, I went to the receipts and I looked up in Deja's tweets, fire Tibbs. He literally is in in favor of firing Tibbs a month and a half ago. So now you've boxed yourself in a corner where you have to tell me as a diehard Nick fan, and you're a diehard Nick fan, that Tibbs has done something within the last 60 days that has changed your mind. So now I now when we asked me to talk basketball, now I'm going to ask you, what did Tom Thibodeau do from December 21st where you jumped around in a chair and said, we don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. Fire Tibbs. And if you don't fire Tibbs, fire Leon Rose. Why do you get to turn around 30 days later and say, we're in the most functional place we've ever been? Uh, uh, you guys are nitpicking you guys are complaining just to complain all this functional moves happened prior to the day that you said fire tips because you couldn't stomach a 20 point loss against the mavericks at home that's when sean did it the knicks had drafted quickly long before that the knicks had drafted rj before that the knicks didn't trade any picks before that the knicks changed the culture with tibbs the knicks had julius randall so you're telling me the 30 days that this is why ari and, and me and jay call people feather in the wind fans because as you you can't again you can't, you can't, and, and and this is what they did today oh i guess i guess marcus smart not playing uh let me guess the quality win doesn't count no yo yo you, yo i love I'm not going to lie to you. It's the same, like, six or seven accounts that come across every Twitter space, and they have the same thing. I wish you guys stopped talking bad about Randall. Like, it's the same six dudes. But if like, I guarantee you, but so, I re- here's the thing. I uh, respect playoff P basketball. I respect Ralph. I respect those guys because they stick to their take. That's the thing. People thought this morning that I wasn't going to be vocal like, I wasn't, oh, where, where are they now? I'm right here telling you, thank you, New York, for giving me a quality win. Now they have something to hold themselves. If you want to shake ass for the team, and you want, don't shake ass because you beat the Pistons. That's why I said when the Knicks beat the Pistons and the Wizards and the Pistons again, we're going to the final. That's why I made the joke because it was y'all were coming with this energy off the back. Y'all were coming with Akinelli, put it in your mouth energy. After beating the fucking tanking NBA, I just <laughs> wanted you to close a game against an elite competition so I can say, hey, if you fucking box me into the seventh seed, at least I can fucking make the Celtics sweat it out. Now I feel, right? Now I feel some semblance of point or, or meaning mm-hmm. to these games, okay? That's all I was asking for. I wasn't saying Marcus Smart didn't play. Therefore, but if Devin Booker doesn't play and you win by 20, but when Devin Booker does play, you lose by 20. Yes, that's causation. When Steph Curry doesn't play and you win by 20, and when Steph Curry does play, you lose by 20 and Cam Reddish dies on the floor. Yes, that's causation. 
Okay? So, like, like you guys don't like – again, Knicks fans get so upset and sensitive to the truth. Like, here's here's another thing that, that's getting on, getting on me. Why are Knicks fans so concerned with the national media? And why are Knicks fans so concerned with Heat fans? The Heat had four generational basketball talents on the floor – down five in game six of the NBA Finals with the ball with 30 seconds left, and they were outside of the arena. They left the arena with Dre Allen playing in the corner. That's a fact. I remember that. Dre Allen playing in the corner with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. <laughs> you had Ray Allen in the corner with 30 seconds left in game six. It wasn't like you were getting gentlemen swept. Game six at home with with home court advantage. You could come back tomorrow night. And you left the arena. And you're going to be worried about that fan on Twitter saying ha-ha at you? They don't have a real title. They didn't earn that title. That's not theirs. And why are you mad at Shaquille O'Neal or Charles Barkley for saying a fact? L- last week, Charles Barkley said, yes, they're hating on the Knicks. But here's the reality of life. When you ain't shit, you get hated on. And in order to win and overcome being hated on, you have to produce. You have to actually win. You have to actually bag the bitch that people said you couldn't bag. Until then, you ain't bagged that bitch. You ain't good enough, bro. So when when so I'm just telling you this is reality, bro. Knicks fans get so sensitive to the truth. Charles Barkley says back to Kenny Smith, Hey, Kenny Smith says, hey, and Kenny Smith's partial to the Knicks, right? right. Because he's from New York. And Kenny Smith says, hey, they, they got a lot of things going on, going on for them. Hey, they're one move away. And then Charles Barkley says, uh, Shaq says, who? Luka? Giannis? Jokic? Like, what do you mean they're one move away? They're, they're not one. LeBron? They're not one move away. You can't make one move unless that one move is a fucking MVP off, off, off rip. <laughs> It's, that's 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 it right there. Like, if you got one move, if you got one all-in move, your all-in move got to be with a generational talent. It can't be somebody. Bro, Donovan Mitchell's here with a six seed. Again, again, that's why we didn't pull the trigger on that deal. No, but, but so no, like, no, 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 no. Papa left. I can't let you live with that. There's no way on no planet, no multiverse, where you tell me I don't want a 25-year-old dead. No, no, no. Dead. I'm not talking about Donovan Mitchell. I don't oh. want to get in that world. Okay. I don't want to get in that world with okay, you, bro. No, I want to no stay problem. on top no because no, because people talk so crazy on the timeline, as if actions don't have reactions. Don't be quick to judge. Like th- th- it literally, it literally comes from a place. The-, the truth is the truth, bro. Like you can't, you can't be so sensitive to it. Like the Knicks are not good. They have a passionate fan base that talks like they're good at every chance that they can get, and people laugh at your passion. But here's the thing. Don't let someone laugh at your passion if they don't have it themselves. They haven't put themselves out to be hurt. Like these people have not put them. And again, what comes with that is the reality that you have to lose. When I was outside the garden saying, give me Giannis, give me KD, give me Trey Young, give me Philly. Like the point is, is I'm a Nick fan. I'm not afraid of the smoke because I've been shot a million times. I'm Chucky (laughs) in child's play. I will fucking form back. And fucking haunt you again. You can't fucking kill me. You can't. I will root for this team as much as they call me anti-fan. They call me anti-fan. Y'all got flown out to Vegas. I paid for my ticket. Y'all got flown out. 
Okay? I paid it's for my ticket. It's flued out. It's flued out. Flued out. I got flued you know, out. Flew. My mom didn't pay for my ticket. My mom didn't pay for my rent. Okay? I didn't get I didn't get a, a, a buddy pass from CP. I wore his brand out there, but I didn't get a buddy pass from him. He was like, hey, man, if you're, if you're out there, wear the shirt. Like, yeah, support is free. Okay? <laughs> support is free. Okay? <laughs> and I love CP. But the point is, is that I went out there when Macri didn't want to go out. CP didn't want to go out. Again, this was in the middle of COVID in Vegas. Nobody gave a shit. Okay? And I was out there screaming at Los Angeles Lakers fans, dominating that arena. It was my arena. Ask, ask Phoenix. Phoenix is in here. Phoenix, if you mind, if you if you mind, I know you don't come up a lot, but like, come up on the stage. Like, I dominated the Thomas and Mack Center. It was literally me in that arena, and literally people were afraid of me. So don't call me anti-fan, bro, because you're on Twitter making tweets, bro. Like, it's not true. I love this team. I just don't love mid. Yeah, you know what's crazy? That count Big Nick Energy, right? They tweeted the Knicks need to build around Julius Randle. <laughs> I hate that account, bro. Yo, G, but it's feather in the wind. It's feather in the wind. If Julius gets uh, ejected from a game, shit. if Julius gets ejected from a game, and the Knicks go on an eight-game losing streak, Julius Randle's a. Uh, 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 we gotta get him out of here. That's where left. Left. You talk about that whole. You know, what I mean, labeling people anti-fan. I ain't even gonna go into the years I've been watching the Knicks, supporting them emotionally and financially. When we got bounced by the Hawks, right? And I was on Twitter. I didn't even want the playoffs. When we got Wait, bounced do y'all by still, the Hawks. Wait, do y'all still – quick question. Do y'all yeah. still want this to keep going? Like, y'all still want to continue? Or? Yeah, I, yeah, no, I just want to say this point real quick. All right, right? so – all right, Papa Left, either you're going to be the co-host because I'm going on break, bro. I need a smoke break. <laughs> Send me the invite. Okay. But don't tell Charlotte. Yo, what up, yo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so after the uh, Knicks got bounced by the Hawks, uh, me and my guys were going on a trip, like, I mean, um, I mean um, about a, a week or so later. These dudes made a T-shirt for me with Trey Young, you know, pulling his jersey like he did in the garden <laughs> with a Knicks hat on, bro. <laughs> It made me wear that. And y'all talk about I'm not a fan of the team. I got to suffer from these fucking sucker-ass motherfuckers down here that made a T-shirt with my face on it on Trey Young body. You didn't see it. It made me wear that shit. And I had to, as a man, I had to just, you know what I mean, accept that shit. And I'm not a Knicks fan, and I got to be embarrassed like that. the fuck out of here. Yo, disrespect, man. I, listen, man, Pablo F is about to point guard again. I guess y'all still want to talk, Nick. Um, yeah, I'm out, sir, because he brunches. We got to go. Papa's about to point guard. Sal goes, oh, this motherfucker ain't passing the ball. <laughs> Brunson. It's Brunson vibes. But here's the thing. I could do this and put up 29-7-4, and, and people in Nick's Twitter will call you miserable, Ari, for not, <laughs> not being allowed to speak. And that's literally it. I know. As I long know. as I put up 29-7-4, and four, and the and and the last guy who who held point, uh, never let anyone speak. Okay, like I'll pass it off eventually, 
when I'm done ranting for 20 seconds because it takes me 20 minutes because it takes me 20 minutes to get my point off, okay, a la Jalen Brunson, okay? So when I, when I tell, when, <laughs> again, this is a perfect metaphor. Ari, you're miserable because I'm entertaining the, the room right now and you want to speak. You're miserable. I voted for Jalen Brunson and J- Julius Randle in the All-Star game now. That's all you need. You voted on the wrong day. You didn't vote on three X day, so you're not a real fan. (laughs) By the way, Pamela. Now that state state is is smoking a blunt. (laughs) Pamela Anderson Anderson said that said she witnessed Jack Nicholson have a threesome, (laughs) and I and and I responded by saying, "Damn." That's 18 collective votes for Brunson and Randall Yo. on 3X Day. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh, like, we got to keep this movement going, baby. Like, if, if we got we got to hold these people's feet to the fire. We got to hold them accountable. Like, literally, me, Ari, and Jay have, have, a, uh, have, a, have a brand, right? And it's Toxic Boys. Hold everyone accountable. And it's literally fans holding fans accountable. And then when James Dolan says to your face, I, yeah, dude, you know, we're not good. We're not We're not bad. <laughs> we're fucking we're good. And then people are like, yeah, recognize my face. They do it everywhere, bro. Relax. You're nitpicking. Like, just re- We've been great for the last 20 years. There's no cause for concern when James Dolan opens his mouth. Just enjoy. Raw Hebrew. Raw Hebrew told told Knicks fans, enjoy the journey. We're top ten in offense. Enjoy the journey. And then he and then he says things like, I, I'm raw. I'm raw. And that's why CP does it for does it for fifty thousand. You think if I wanted fifty thousand subscribers, I couldn't get it? He literally said that. And then he says to fans, enjoy the journey. So which one is it? Being a Knicks content creator ain't easy, bro. That shit is Big Daddy Kane to the max. This shit is not easy, bro. The higher you get, the more people you have to serve, bro. The more fans you have to serve, the more the more uh, uh, a competition you have, the more relationships you have to squash. Like, you think you think State is getting the interview with R.J. Barrett? Well, State might get an interview with R.J. Barrett, but when he retires. But you think State's getting an interview with Julius Randle? By the way, CP can't get an – I probably shouldn't be saying these things. But CP literally can't get an interview with Julius I mean, he said it on his show. Like, CP can't get an interview with Julius Randle because he was critical of him. Like, Julius don't fuck with nobody on the Knicks content creation side. R.J. Barrett does. You know why? Because he don't feel the heat from Knicks content creators like that. So R.J. Barrett come out. He's selling his Puma. He's gonna do the show with, with one of the more popular Knicks content creation channels, right? So so again, like you have to understand, like actions have reactions. Everything matters. Everything everything that's being said is not coming out of nowhere. Like Papa Left is not acting weird to uh, Southside on the daily. Papa Left is not acting weird to Dequavius Sex Whale on the daily. I did act weird to Ari on the daily, but there was a reason for it. We were we were clashing as two Jewish Knicks fans for clout. And I didn't like how he had more clout than me. So I was jealous. And I went at him for the Jew Knicks fan from New York radio show style clout. And eventually we started a business together. Now he's coming to my wedding. So like things can get handled out. 
things can get handled. All that's right. a real love story right that there. That is a man. real love. That's, that's a Nick's Twitter love story right there. No asses were shook. Um, all right, Dip. I know State is, is on break. I don't know if you're smoking with him, but I'm going to pass the ball. Here we go. Pass. I'm, I'm a point guard. Here we go. Pass. I wasn't ready for it, but I pulled it from 30. I pulled it from 30. Yo, everything you said on point. And I'm not – I'm a fence battler when it comes to a lot of the stuff. But ultimately, I don't care about this season. At the end of the day, as far as wins and losses, I don't think – this ain't our year. That's why I think that's to me that's the biggest thing people are not getting. It really don't. Regardless, it's not our year for the number one pick. It's not our year for the championship. It's our year to be mid. So I'm not happy. I'm not mad because there'll be good days. There'll be bad days. But at the end of the day, I'm not gonna get too excited. I might get upset when I see the dysfunction. So that's why I'm mad because I'm seeing dysfunction with the Cam Reddish thing. Nobody else operates like that. Nobody trades a first-round pick and never play. And even worse, even worse, everything that happened for Cam Reddish to play happened. And they still didn't play. They benched every four years. They benched Derrick Rose. And Quentin Grimes got hurt. But who was in his way? It was Evan Fournier. He was in the way. He was gone. He still didn't play. RJ Barrett got hurt. He still didn't play. And he traded a first-round pick for him. So who's really in charge is still what I want to know. Is Leon Rose really in? I mean, you know he's in charge. Is he doing any work? Or is all the people below him doing work and he's just not even being the decision-maker? Which he's supposed to be at the end of the day. Is he like, and then Sean told me that he had sources saying that Thibodeau didn't make the choice to play the young people and put the people on the bench. He was told to do that. Again, I'm just seeing a lot of dysfunction from the team, and I will be happy when I see either A, it's all year, or B, we really are functional. Because right now, we still got things to sort out, so there's no reason to be, like, happy. I don't got to be sad because we are winning some games. We're not losing, 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 and we don't have our first-round pick like back in the day. But at the end of the day, it's just not all year. It, it, it's fun for the it's fun for the soap opera. But at the end of the day, we're looking for a functional team that's win 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 year out and year in, and we don't have that. So that's why no matter no matter if we win a first round series, I still won't be ecstatic because we ain't on our way, and it's not on you. That's all. Yeah, man. I, I, I think I think like that's probably the best way to emotionally play it. But but you did have a crack in, in the logic because <laughs> when they do something dysfunction, it dysfunctional, it makes you upset. It's like being a teacher and being in a classroom with a kid who like just be fucking around to fuck around. It's like why? Why? Just do your math, bro. Oh yeah, I, I deal. I deal with them. You be like, hold on, you just refusing for the sake of refusing. You don't even yeah. know why you're refusing. Because if I were to verbally do the work with you, you'll actually answer the question. But you just want to say, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Or like, I have a perfect example. Kid, kid in the line, 
they're doing their high school advisory, eighth grade high school advisory, and then they line up at the end, and a girl's in front, two spots ahead of uh, ahead of a boy, and the boy gets in a problem with the girl, and and he starts blaming the girl, and I say, bro, Tyreek is standing right in front of you, and he didn't do it. So what? So so what is what is Tyreek doing? That you're not doing, that you that you can't avoid. He's literally closer to this person that's bothering you, and she like like so it's like that's dysfunctional. That needs to be correct. Eh, whatever. Cam, I'll find a billion analogies of why Cam Reddish should be playing right now, and I will not be silenced. I will not be silenced. They, by the way, that is the definition of gaslighting. When people tell you Cam Reddish is not a Nick, he one thousand percent is a Nick. He plays, you don't, right? We don't play for the Knicks, right? OG Ananobi doesn't play for the Knicks. We talk about OG. Grayson Allen doesn't pay, play for the Knicks. Michael Scotto reported that. Like, you should know from Rip, Grayson Allen ain't about to be a Nick, right? Because Michael Scotto reported it. So he officially is not a Nick, okay? And, so, so we're allowed to talk about all these players that are literally not Knicks. But you have a player who is Nick. And then here's the thing. Here's why I asked the beat writers to ask about Cam. Because Emmanuel quickly got hurt. And now you're in a position where nobody says, oh, Evan isn't a Nick. Evan didn't play for three weeks straight. Two weeks straight, I'm sorry. And then before that, when he played, he didn't play for like four weeks. So is Evan not a Nick? Or can we ask the coach, why is Cam Reddish not the option over Evan Fournier? And that's when you use your voice as a fan to pressure the beat writers. The beat writers pressure the coach and say, why didn't you play Cam Reddish? And then Tibbs says something stupid like, oh, uh, we wanted to go with more size there, so we went with Evan. And here's the thing. I always got, I always got pressured from this account called Nick's Homer about saying that, oh, the fans don't have a voice. And there's always a pushback of like, well, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do as a consumer of a product that, 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 that's dependent on your consumption of it, which is inherently the answer, okay? So it's like, what are you going to do as a fan? Well, um, when Tom Thibodeau gets, gets a question after the Knicks beat Miami on the road and they use most of the kids to, to, to win the game, right? Emmanuel Quickly, Deuce McBride, Obi Toppin, Jericho Sims, right? That Friday night game when Julius Randle wasn't playing, okay? And he gets asked, well, what do you say to people? There's people on, you know, Twitter and whatnot. What do you say to those people? This was the question. What do you say to those people who say you should have played the kids? Like, and now the kids are playing. And then Tibbs says what? Tibbs says, well, I actually watched the film, Okay. I actually watched the film. So when you pressure these guys, and this is why I say, like, hold everyone accountable because the Knicks organization, when they feel that they're about to get embarrassed or they're losing, again, Ari from Manhattan, you, you space was brought up, like, yesterday. Like, as long as the Knicks don't lose a bunch of games or lose in an embarrassing fashion, Tibbs' job is safe. And again, when, 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 when the voice of the fan is projected through the beat, the media, and the media uses the voice of the fan to connect to the organization, and they feel the pressure. What does Leon Rose do in an exit interview? Well, we had... What do they do in the, in, in the season ticket push? 
We had 10 players under the age of 25 crack the rotation this year. We're in a unique, flexible position to compete, and we're, we can develop at the same time. They're literally selling you what you want. That's what you want. You don't want a full rebuild. You want the kids to play, but you don't want them to lose. And you feel the kids give you a better advantage to win. And you that's what you want. And that's what they're selling you. So, like, that's how they sold the season tickets. I can show you the season ticket email. It's literally, we have 10 players under the age of 25. We're in a uniquely flexible position to compete and develop into a championship contender. That is what Leon Rose tells you. So, again, keep tweeting. Keep putting the pressure on when it's uncomfortable to do so. And make your voice heard. You are the consumer of the product. It is no different from you going into a Best Buy. It is no different from you going into a Chipotle. It is no. The only difference is it's it's so magnetized, mag, it's so magnified, and you think that um that it's it's too big for you, and you can't beat City Hall. Bullshit. That's why. By the way, that's why these NBA franchises are worth so much money because the brand loyalty is through the roof because they. Because if you have to be a good fan, it's not necessarily about whether the fucking MacBook works better than the fucking, uh, you know, Windows computer. Right. It's about you just have to be loyal to your brand. And that's why these franchises have gone up in so much value. It's exactly what you're saying. So, again, it's like you every time that the Knicks fans I, – I just don't like when people tell me that Knicks fans don't have a voice. They absolutely do, bro. Every time that the, that the Knicks fans have amplified their opinions, it has been brought to the attention of the coach or brought to, or, or been projected back from the front office and the organization telling you what you want. They literally played Alec Burks over Emmanuel quickly, and then in an exit interview and in season tickets, they told you we had 10 players play on. I'm not making this up, by the way. I hope nobody's like listening to this thinking like because other people on the app like, say I have an agenda or a narrative or whatever, like, you think of me. And that's fine. You can think whatever you want of me. That's, that, that, that's your prerogative. Um, but, like, I, I want people to know I'm not making this up. Like, I'll, if, you, if you really think I'm lying, then I'll give you the, the actual screenshot. Like, and also I'll show you the video of Leon Rose. That's why I made that six-minute video of Leon Rose, of what he said in every opportunity in these exit interviews and, and these and these preseason interviews and, and, and his higher interview, like he literally told you, hey, we had a team that went nine and five to close the season and, and they were all young players. And then MSG rolls the, the product. It's Emmanuel quickly. It's Obi Toppin. So like when everybody says shits on Obi for 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 the sake of Randall, just remember, right, the Knicks sold you that 42 point performance. They sold you that. Like, don't discount it and uphold the Knicks at every chance you get, and then say, "Oh, Obi Toppin's not really that good." It was against the. Uh, it was against the G League team. They sold Leon Rose sold you that. He said the Knicks went nine and five to close the season. We think we found something. <laughs> so, like, can't have it both ways, man. Can't have it both ways. This, this, the, the, you, you do have a voice. It is limited because the best thing you can do with your voice is shut up <laughs> and not go. <laughs> that's, that, that's honestly the best thing you can do. 
If you really, if you really are, but again, we're Knicks fans, and like you can't call me an anti fan if I consume the product. Like I'm a mass consumer of the product, and in my own consumption, I'm probably worth like a hundred Knicks fans. Eric Booker is worth like a hundred Knicks fans. He goes to the games. He makes his voice heard, right? Um, let, let's go down the let's go down the list here. Uh, uh, Ari from Manhattan spent four grand on on two Knicks tickets. Okay, he's worth 50, 50 Knicks fans at, at a four hundred level. Okay, so like you can't you can't tell me that the Knicks fans don't have a voice, bro. It is limited because. You're limited to your emotion. Like, if you love the team, you're not going to, like, stop watching, right? You're not going to you're not gonna go on strike. You know what I mean? There are some fans that, that have the ability to do that. Like, I have a friend. He was a Jet fan for a long time, and he was just so done with the Tim Tebow, Mark Sanchez era. And he's found, he said, I'm going to pick the worst team in the league, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't want to be a front runner. And I'm going to be a Jaguars fan. These guys from New Jersey, and he roots for the Jaguars, right? Like people tell me because I'm hyping up Detroit for having a a, a, a fucking tank and a rebuild, and they're like, "Oh, you want to suck your dick? Why don't you go vote for? Why don't you go? Why don't you go? Why don't you go root for Detroit?" No, I'm just I'm just using it in an argument to say like, "Hey, this is a team with a clear direction. Like I, that's all I want." And I'm actually I'm actually happy. Uh, there, there's a there's a weird part about all this. I like the transparency. Like at least I know what I'm dealing with. Like the last two days have been very not eye opening in terms of like what was described and what message was delivered. But at least Dolan said what what he is. At least he revealed himself for what it is. Like Ari, I don't know if you want to speak on that, but like it's very clear that this this regime. Is 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 all in on the playoffs, and that's fine. And like that's literally it. Like first round exit is good. I don't know if you wanted to speak on that, Ari, but I think that's the most transparent thing that they've said. And Leon Rose said it also um, in his exit interview with Mike Breen last year in, in in April. He was like, Leon Rose was like, "Hey, playoffs was the goal." And when he's saying playoffs, he means the 10th seed. He doesn't mean like – he means – he literally means the play-in. So it's like, hey, we were upset we couldn't get in, in the play-in. Like, so, like, that is the organizational goal. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a uncharted territory for Knicks fans because um, when, when have we ever been a perennial playoff team? When? It's uncharted territory. Like, what are you gonna go back to? The mellow years? What do you what are you gonna go back to? Like, of course most people are gonna take this. Of course. Because they have they've been rooting for for nothing for the for, for since Mellow's down years in 2014. So it's an easy sell, man. It's, it's, it's human psychology. You tell a bunch of people you go in the desert for 40 years and they just witnessed a bunch of miracles and then you put them in a desert and there's no miracles, they're going to demand miracles. And then you give them a miracle and then it's like, oh, throw the golden calf out. We got a miracle. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Psychology, bro.
it, it, it is what it is. You give people a little bit of what they experienced before, and, and, and they're set. So there's nothing wrong with liking it. It's just a difference of opinion. And, 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 I, and I and Ari from Manhattan and Jay from Florida didn't call people ass shakers first. We got called miserable and toxic. That's how we got here. Okay, I just want that to be very clear. Like, Kendra Randall got at CP, okay, and said, You're, you should be one to talk because CP said Russell Westbrook's wife shouldn't be harassed. Kendra Randall, Randall's wife, said, you should be one to talk, insinuating that CP has a platform that promotes toxicity, okay? And that's how the toxic boys were invented, okay, as a satire for saying, hey, if you're critical of a player who's playing like dog shit, uh, it's not toxic. It's being a consumer of a product and being promised like a, like a good product and they're not playing well and you have the right as a fan to speak up against it and you're not toxic. But then people will call us miserable. So you know what? You call me miserable? Here's a booty shorts. You're shaking ass for me. Okay? And then we can be brothers and laugh about it. I hope people can laugh about it. If not, you beef about it like Papa Left does. And uh, that's that's how that goes, usually. All right, Jack, what's up? All right, bro. About this win and all this other stuff. Listen, even though it was a good win, I wouldn't be surprised to get fucking shit on tomorrow. I really wouldn't. Because everyone's overreacting. Like, I, I'm so happy you won. It was positive vibes yesterday and stuff. I did get on my U.S. history test. Okay, forget that. We are going to get destroyed by one fucking guard. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jack, what era of U.S. history did you get tested on? Uh, it was like the Constitution, Articles of Confederation, that stuff. All right. So. What do you, what do you have? What do you know about the Articles of Confederation? Um, it was part of the New Jersey plan. The Constitution was Virginia plan. So, you want you want to expand on that? Uh, I'm just trying to talk more right now and other stuff. But you know what, bro? It's just the thing is, we don't got Mitch right now. We got really lucky that they almost came back, Boston. Remember, they like that was a hell of a basically comeback by them. But again. I don't know why we took RJ. I mean, even if we take out RJ for like a minute or two, RJ had a really bad game. I'll admit that. But, bro, why are we putting fucking Quinn Grimes on Jason Tatum? Quinn Grimes is 6'4, 6'5. Jason Tatum's 6'8. Even though RJ was bad at defense last night, RJ guarded Tatum like all last year, bro. So RJ could know what Tatum do. Even though Tatum. Was going crazy last night. That was when Grimes was guarding him. So I just want to say this real quick. Bro. RJ and Randall did well. Brunson did well, but he's not clutch. I don't want to hear anyone say he is clutch. He's clutch. Okay, he's clutch in Dallas. He's not clutch here. I love Jalen. Thank God we got him. He's actually a good price to get Jalen. But again, I agree with State by Bullhogging because he's trying to be the unsold hero. Pass the ball. I don't care who's the hero. Get us buckets, and not just him, just anybody. Pass the ball. Find the best man open. 
don't try to be the hero that we paid you 100 million because Tibbs is trying to prove that there was a good contract because Tibbs is basically the GM secretly. Technically, the president's Leon Rose and Scott Perry, but secretly Tibbs because you know all that bullshit. And Scott and Leon Rose never a GM of a team, and Tibbs, you know that's unspoken. That's why um again with the camera and drama and all that stuff, Tibbs is basically the secret GM. We all know that it's a secret. It's a family business. That's what it is. Our team is a family business. But listen, I want to bring this up. The funny thing is, is Tom Thibodeau, again, I can't wait. Like, I want to win, obviously, in the playoffs. But, dude, I obviously know how men, like how much people are going to slander Tom Thibodeau in the playoffs when we put goddamn 6'5", Quinny Grimes on, like, a 6'9". I don't know who will play, but a 6'9", good player that's like a Tatum. And then we'll get shit on like, I don't care if I'm Christian right now, bro. It's literally like, I'm just mad, bro. I mean, I'm not mad. I'm happy that we won, but, like, everything's going through my mind right now. It's just, again, everyone destroys RJ. I still have my belief in RJ. He could become a star. Again, it's also under Tibbs. And with this OG and Anobi talk, I'd rather get OG and Anobi if he's available in the offseason. See what happens this year, especially in the playoffs. I'd rather roll with the team and get maybe... If we actually want to win, like a good defensive 6-8 shooter veteran that could just play the rest of this year out, that doesn't have too big of a contract, I'd rather just do that. Because again, in my opinion, obviously we know Cam's not playing again, but if Cam was playing, if he was able to play, I think Cam should be the starter on the team. Because if anything, if you don't want RJ on Tatum, boom, you could have Cam on Tatum. And it wouldn't have been that close. And Brunson, talking about what I was going to say before, is Jalen Brunson. Again, bro, RJ Randall in the clutch saved your ass. Because we were not winning the, that game without them two in overtime. Because, again, RJ had a bad game. I said that too. Randall, this man Randall is different this year. I still would be fine with selling I. I wouldn't be mad. But, again, he is, is even though he's still not that clutch, his clutch level got up, Randall. It's not clutch, but better. Hit that three with like a minute 30 left to cut it to two. And again, the clutchest guy on the team is R.J. Barrett. Yo, Papa, can I ask you something? If you still want to trade Randall right now, are you an anti-fan? I don't care. I'm saying is that an area? I don't know the word on the street. Is that the word on the street? I'll I'll tell you what. If you don't want to be an anti-fan, just root for the team to win and and go nuts when they win. And when they lose, find somebody who's criticizing the Knicks and call them a piece of shit. And then you're a diehard Knicks fan. See, I don't – I, 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 I I I'm just trying to follow – I'm just trying to follow the narrative to catch the flow because I don't know – I don't really – it doesn't really matter either way whether I'm an anti-fan or – a toxic or anywhere. I'm pretty sure it'll be hard to classify me at any of them because I got you're a New York Knicks, bro. You're a New York and you're the team and you're an intelligent person and that's it. Like that's Listen, it, bro. But just just off, off these things aren't. If real. you trade Randall right now, is that it's it is a better business move, not business as far as making money, as far as making the roster better for when it's our year. Because I think our year will be like three, four, five years from now. It's not. It's not this year. I if Julius Randle scored fifty tomorrow, I I I still want I still want this team to build 
more into the future. And Julius Randle is probably best suited on on a team that's, you know, ready to compete for for a title. We're going to use the next four years for him to develop. And again, like the Knicks have committed themselves to developing Julius. Like I want people to realize that. Like Julius, um, who he's. I'll say this because of the-, the Knicks are being dumbasses by not trading him. Because right now, after this game, the Knicks should really be selling high. Because again, I I mean I don't really. There's like- no sell. Hey Julius, There's he's no been selling. playing really good this year. But again, what I'm gonna say is everyone's like, oh, and Randall plays bad. Oh, trade him, trade him. But all of a sudden, when Randall plays good, oh, don't trade him. He's so good, bro. He, what if he becomes what he was last year? Yo, Jack, how old are you? Oh, 15. Bro, you have more knowledge in that 15-year-old brain than a lot of these 50-year-old motherfuckers bro, have, bro. I followed the Knicks. It's unbelievable. Like that, that's bro. a genius point. Let's trade, him, let's trade him when he sucks and we can't get anything for him. But let's not trade him when he's good when we can get a lot for him. That real that makes exactly. a lot of sense, right? Yeah, that's why that's beautiful, Jack. Fire, you're working. On the desire that you're working on the desire that they actually want to trade him, they don't. And all I hear my friends at school who are bandwagon ass fans saying, "Oh, why you want your Julius Randle? We're winning. We're not going fucking anywhere. He's gonna shit the bed in the playoffs. I know he is. He did it in 2021. He might be a better player, but still, Brunson. Again, we know what he could do in the playoffs. But you know what? I really think Brunson's gonna be the same Brunson. They did not game plan against Jalen Brunson, Utah. Just Utah just chokes every year." I mean, even if we went around, Jack, like it's still wouldn't want to We're not going anywhere past the second round. <laughs> yeah, like still what? Like you know. I'm gonna come to Julius's defense here. All right. There is an element, there is an element of the fact that you can't double Julius anymore like you doubled him in that Hawk series. Because you can try again, you can try to the teams have done this. Like people be able to want to talk basketball, want to talk basketball. The teams have done this. The Cavs did it. They doubled Brunson and they doubled Randall. And the Celtics did it. They doubled Brunson and they doubled Randall. Okay, but you are leaving open, you know, other guys. So it's going to be on Julius and Jalen to not make themselves this fake one-two punch that can beat anybody because that is that is just like. It, again, it alienates the team basketball that's needed to win in 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 the clutch. Like you, like, like that pass by Brunson to RJ, that extra pass. That's the type of forget that pass. The the pass by Marcus Smart to Jason Tatum to beat the Nets in the playoffs. That's the type of connection and trust that you're going to need to win these close exactly, games. Exactly, Pop. And I'm just going to say this. Obviously, Randall doesn't get double teamed anymore because obviously only one of them. Remember, it's not just both. If one of them gets double teamed, the other two are going to probably have good games or go off. You saw it in the Bulls game. Brunson got double teamed in that game. They focused on Brunson. So Randall and RJ went off. You see it in so many games. When RJ, even though they barely do this, when RJ has good games, they, when they try to double team RJ in some plays, the game plan against him, Randall Brunson will go off. It's the same thing with at least one player. So, I don't think we're going to go anywhere with this mid-three. I think at, if we're lucky, we win a first-round playoff series. But, again, we I think even with the mid-three in the future, I think we'd still do more even with the mid-three without this shitty-ass bum, fat-fuck coach. I hate Tom Thibodeau. 
I hate him with a literal passion. When we hired him, I was questioning it. Because every team he was on, he tried to win. When he got Jimmy Butler and like was basically force-feeding Jimmy Butler even when they were terrible. It was like, okay, it's like the Julius Randle situation, but worse. So you know what? The Timberwolves are the right thing to fire him at the right time. Because I think even if we had Johnny Bryant, we'd even be a better team. And I still want to sell high on Randall and get Tibbs out. Because if we don't sell high on Randall, and Randall even plays a little bit better than his last year's season, no one's going to want him because of the contract. And guess what? We're going to be fucking stuck with it. Because Leon Rose does not know anything. He's not smart. The only reason why he pulls off these trades is because the other people in the front office know what to do. West wanted Tom Thibodeau fired in March. West wanted to trade Grimes to Reddish. I know it's fun. It's actually better if he didn't trade Grimes to Reddish. But you know what? Cam Reddish, we all know, deserves a minute somewhere else. Because even if we fire Tibbs, I just feel bad bringing him back in the lineup, bro. Because what's the point? He just got shit on. And now whoever the assistant coach is, probably going to be Johnny Bryan if we do fire Tibbs, is going to take over and fucking play him. And then just, even if he goes off, we're all just going to point fucking figures at Tibbs, which obviously I would love to fucking point figures at Tibbs. That's the problem. This team has an awful coach, an awful GM. They both need to go. And I... James Dolan messed up on Leon Rose, bro. Like, obviously, we do... Like, if we start losing, we kind of all have to, like, be on James Dolan's side. Say, again, fire Leon Rose, fire Dolan. But again, it's family business. They don't care. James Dolan has some secret connection probably with... Leon Rose, and Leon Rose loves Tom Thibodeau, and they all love Julius Randle. They built the team around Julius Randle. It's annoying. He's, we built him, built the team around a 25-year-old mid-player when he signed here. Now he's 28, going to be 29 next year. And we refused to develop at the time before we got him our 19-year-old, now 22. Still, in my opinion, got a little better in his career. But again, he could be so much better with a different coach. In my opinion, I love RJ. I think RJ could easily be a number one on a good team. Like, if, like, not now RJ, obviously. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, say if he had a different coach and was developed the right way. You know what I mean? And people are comparing RJ to Andrew Wiggins. Get the fuck out of here. RJ will be better than Andrew Wiggins. He's already better than him right now. And Andrew Wiggins is in, like, the best system in the NBA. Under one of the best coaches. I just watched Andrew Wiggins lock down Jason Tatum in the NBA Finals. Well, is that really like be a bad team? That like, but people are saying that as an insult. Like, they're just showing like, <laughs> really, the problem with Jason Tatum. I mean, not Jason Tatum. Andrew Wiggins wasn't Andrew Wiggins. It was him. The fact that he was on the Minnesota Timberwolves. That exactly. Was the That's problem. why he was not good. And the thing is, RJ again is already better than old Andrew Wiggins. Way better. The problem is, look what he's fucking with. Tom fucking Thibodeau and the third option. I know he still shoots a lot of shots. The only reason why RJ shot chucks is, again, in the first quarter, unless he's with the second unit, he's literally never touching the ball. He'll shoot maybe with the first unit, the starters, four to three shots a game. Five shots, maybe. He never touches the fucking ball with the starting unit unless he has a shot chuck. Only way. So as an Knicks fan, hopefully... We got to change. I don't know if State's here. Hopefully he is. I don't know where he went. And let's see what happens tomorrow versus Brooklyn. Hopefully we win. 
But again, if we lose, I won't be surprised if Claxton just destroys us like he's been doing to every other team that doesn't have any big. Because Claxton's the most, I mean, Claxton's good. He's the most overrated big in the league because he only does good against good bigs and bad bigs. So let's just see what happens. Shout out, Jack. You be in the Giants and the Knicks space, and you both got you got knowledge on both teams. Shout out. Wish there was more Yankee spaces, though. Yo, is Steve talking? Yeah, I don't know where State is right now. So. State stepped out. What? Wait, State talking? Um. Nah, State was out. It was it was Papa Papa was hosting. Oh. State was coming back later. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on with State right now. Hope um hopefully come back soon, but let's just see what goes on tomorrow. Because Tibbs was terrible. He was a terrible coach, especially in that last Celtics game where a goddamn takes out RJ for a cool, like, five minutes and then puts him in when they're making a run. Like, bro, I know RJ, again, had a bad game, like I said. Keep your clutchest player on the floor. I don't care if he's doing bad that game. Keep the clutchest player on your floor. Please. With any team. And again, people made the excuse for Alec Burks being the clutch player. He was not clutch. He just hit one big fucking three that <laughs> Hey, State. I hear you now. That's a good point, Jack. He had that one, he had that one playoff oh, games man. after that. How are you, Jack? Bro, did you, I mean, did you listen while saying? I mean, like a fucking 20-minute rant on here. Yeah, I did. I listened to everything. Um, I... Appreciate first of all, I appreciate Papa Left for playing point guard. Um, Jack, why are you so frustrated? It's the last up that you would agree with too, bro. Still sell high Randall. I, I mean, Julius mm-hmm. Randall's playing amazing this year, but who knows if he's going to be the mm-hmm. same player next year? He's going to be twenty nine. So I say this about Randall: um, we don't have to worry about him. I think that whatever he does is sustainable. Uh, and it's sustainable because of Jalen Brunson. So I think he, like, people like Randall, people like RJ, people like Brunson, uh, people like Quickly, I'm not really too worried about those guys. Who I'm really worried about is the coach. Um, I, genuinely, uh, I like what I see. Like, these past two wins, uh, it still didn't graduate the Knicks from being mid. But at the same time, when you want to put out good product, I think that Randall's holding up his end of the bargain. And I think that Jalen Brunson is holding up his end of the bargain. Um, it's up to RJ to it's up to RJ to catch up to those two. And I think RJ has. Uh, I think we gotta stop being so hard on mainly the kids, but I think we still gotta hold them accountable. I just don't like the fact that people continuously sign on this app and they say things like, oh, you, 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 you're you, miserable, you're this, you're that. Like, 
people want to root for the team how they want to root for the team. So I, I have no, I have no say on how anybody else feels. Um, I actually like it. I actually enjoy it. I like the disagreement. Uh, the reason why I like the disagreement is um, disagreement comes with compromise. As long as there's two people that's willing to meet at the table, are intelligent, not even intelligent enough, just have enough savvy. Uh, it's kind of difficult to be a person to root for the Knicks and say that you want to say that you want to be great, but you continuously put out mid product for 22 years. Uh, when people say, oh, you can't talk bad about the Knicks or you can't, you know, do this, you can't do that. It's like, bro, I don't got time for nobody to, to tell me that I can't say nothing negative about this team. I'm the same man that watched Isaiah fucking Thomas get sexual allegations against him and watch him trade all of our first-round picks and to name some of those first-round picks that he traded was LaMarcus Aldridge and Joaquin Noah. Um, just, the, just the name. Uh, I've been through the time where we did draft. We drafted Wilson Chandler. We drafted Danilo Gallinari, two players who absolutely should have played with Carmelo Anthony when Carmelo Anthony was a Nick. And I watched this trade, all of those guys for Carmelo Anthony. I watched the Knicks not anesthetize Amari Stoudemire. And when you don't and, – and, of course, like, you don't anesthetize Amari Stoudemire because optic, optically – Optically, right? You're not supposed to hear me see Amari Stoudemire, and it's it, it's kind of bad. Um, you amnesty a guy. I think they amnesty Chauncey Billups, and then after they amnesty Chauncey Billups, these dumb motherfuckers went and re-signed them, I believe, and shit like that. You're not supposed to do as a franchise, and then because you signed this man. Carmelo Anthony, you actually re-signed him. And re-signing him means that you've got to use more draft picks in order to appease this man. So what I mean by that is they use extra draft picks to trade for Andreas Bargnani, one of the worst trades in New York franchise history. And also, um, during that time period, uh, I believe that the Raptors, no, before the Raptors, I believe that we was offered Kyle Lowry. Um, no, it was the Raptors. We actually had an offer for Kyle Lowry on the table where we trade a first-round pick for Kyle Lowry. I think it was during his prime. And James Dolan literally said no. And the reason why he said no is because we already had traded two first-round picks for Andreas Bargnani, um, which was one of the worst deals in New York franchise history. And we did that. It's always a domino effect of things. Um, the One of the main things that makes me happy about this season is Julius Randle's play. I feel like Randle, he's redeeming himself. I don't know what, why the fuck it took so long for me to witness this type of play from him. But I'm extremely proud. Uh, Got to give him his flowers. I think he's averaging 24, 10, and on the season, that is elite numbers, bro. And people fail to realize, like, the one thing about Randall is <laughs> I watched this man 
um, in college, break the Kentucky record for rebounds. And I also watched this man on the Lakers, and I remember I, I was watching his first game, actually. And Did he tear his ACL in, um, like, the first two minutes? Yeah, he broke his leg, actually, right? And a guy like that who breaks their leg in their first NBA game, you don't expect for them to have the mental strength and the mental fortitude in order to come back and, and save their actual bas- basketball career. That's something that you fought for your whole life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you blood, sweat, and tears. You got to wake up 7 in the morning to train. If I had a, a son and he wants to play ball or daughter, I would absolutely invest in that. You got to wake up 7 in the morning and stuff like that. That shit is, that shit is mentally stressful. So for him to get to that point, to be drafted by the Lakers, and for him to break his leg, and and me watching that, I'm like, damn. So he comes back the very next season. Things averaging close to damn near a double-double. And he's drafted to a Lakers team, which if they would have kept their young core, probably would have had one of the best young cores of all time uh, with Randall, Ingram, Lonzo, Jordy Clarkston, Larry Nance Jr., that's a good. That's a good young club, and um, you know, Randall played there for a couple of years, and he got better each season. Um, one thing noticeable about his first couple of years as well that people don't really talk about is he didn't attempt no three pointers. It was all inside to the basket. So the evolution of this man's game is crazy. Like I like I. So I got to. Give him his flowers there. Um, he's a three-level scorer now, and he changed his shot profile. When I mean by change his shot profile, he takes less long twos, and he goes to the basket more, and he shoots a lot more threes. So when people, when he's out there and he's camping at the three-point line, I actually really don't mind it. Uh, I think it opens up the rest of his game because once he's making threes, now the defense got to converge on him. Other way, I gotta and, go. Huh? I got to go. All right. All right, bro. Um, and, you know, this guy being like 6'9", 250, you know, he elevated his game. Now he's a three-level scorer. So being a three-level scorer, this man hitting mid-range jumpers, um, three-pointers, point, three going to the basket, getting in the lane. And another thing that's noticeable the past couple of games, I think he's starting to defend a little bit better. It's nice to see when he gives a fuck about defense. Uh, I think that's one of the most glaring things about him is he and he has a long wingspan. I think he has a seven foot wingspan. Um, I think, yeah, I think he has a seven foot wingspan. Now watching him in person a couple of days ago, uh, in person he's a huge man. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. If I was in the locker room with Randall <laughs> and he was mad as hell, I probably wouldn't go talk to him. Because <laughs> he's a grown-ass man. And, you know, you know, coming to see him, now it's this early time with the Lakers, right? Now, after the Lakers, he goes to New Orleans. And you go to New Orleans, he averages 20, 10, and five in his only year in New Orleans. And it's crazy because New Orleans only signed him for $8 million. So how the 
fuck you get a guy with that much production only for eight million dollars. See, the Lakers fucked up there. Um, you don't let that guy walk uh, if you see him getting better every season. You got to keep that guy in your system at all costs. Players like if I if the Knicks drafted a player seven that was like Julius Randle, for example, and he was getting better every season the way like Randall has, why I would be very extremely annoyed at my franchise for a couple of years because I'm like, yo, dude, why you didn't resign my young boy? That's my draft pick. You can't not resign him. Type of stupid shit you want. And, you know, he go to New Orleans, 20, 10, and 5, right? Now you see the, you see the three-point scoring a little bit there. Now he's, he's growing with the times, right? Because Zach Randall was a guy, he only went in the paint. But during the time hit in his league, uh, Biggs wasn't really required to shoot threes. So now, Randall, now he's shooting threes. I think he made 100-plus threes that year. So now he comes to the Knicks. Now it's his first season with the Knicks. Uh, you see Randall. Now we got R.J. Barrett, who's 18, going on 19. You're like, oh, okay, now you starting something. Okay, you got 24-year-old. Um, Randall, you like the pickup. Um, obviously, we missed out on Katie and Kyrie, but it's cool. It's fine. It's okay. Randall's 24. Um, no prior real injury history after that. Um, you can't really blame New Orleans losing record on him because Anthony Davis was the best player and he did what he could. So now, in his first year with the New York Knicks, his coach, his first coach is David Fisdale. And the first thing that David Fisdale does is he says, Randall, we're going to treat you like LeBron James. So he's going to put the ball in his hands. He's going to give him the ball. He's going to treat him like a point forward. going to evolution of the game. So <laughs> people got to admit, man, you got to shout out David Fisdale when it comes to that. Um, he's the first coach in New York Knicks to introduce us to point RJ and point Randall, but yeah, he's a terrible ass coach. So with that said, uh, Randall, so sick. spin around, spin move, playing like ass, playing no defense, um, complaining to the refs, deferring to Mook Morris, not playing like a Nick, you know, just playing trash, playing like sell high, right. Is this guy, we signed this guy, you no, know, 63 million. I know it's a steal, but this guy's ass. So now you come out, um, you draft Obi Toppin. Now you got Tom Thibodeau as the coach. And now that Tom Thibodeau is the coach, got Julius Randle. He comes back. So literally, I think the first game under Tom Thibodeau, I think Randall scores like 40 or something like that. I think he, he blacks out first game. So it, it's crazy because I should have I should have seen this coming, but I kind of didn't. I just really didn't expect it. So at the time, I think he was like 10 and 13. And then the Knicks make a trade for Derrick Rose. So after that trade for Derrick Rose, I think the Knicks start make, getting hot. They start getting hot. But they getting hot. But Randall is just playing like the black Larry Bird. Like he's playing. The, the man was making everything. I never even seen some shit like that. Like I, I seen Mellow. It, it was it was very 
mellow esque like that season for him. Like that, that's he was great that year. Not gonna lie, but it was fake basketball. There was no fans in the stands, and y'all know what happened to us in the playoffs. So, you know, that year he gets most improved player, and he gets that in the Nick jersey, right? So now, after you resign this man, okay, cool. But me, I would have said, fuck resigning you. Um, I don't want to resign you yet. I want to make you earn this paycheck. But, you know, the Knicks resigned him. So now it's his third season as a Knicks. And his third season was worse than his first season. Like, how can you be worse than your first season? Like, he was really bad his third season. Like, last year, he was so bad. Like Randall was really bad last year. Like all of the all of the trade talks, the insults, they, as long as it's not towards his family and stuff like that, but just the like why the fuck are you so ass and why the fuck are you this and this that, and the third, all of that was he deserved that shit. He played trash. That's embarrassing the way he played last year. Disgusting, despicable, disrespectful. How dare he play like that? He was playing so bad, R.J. Barrett had to literally say, yo, you know what? Big bro, big bro wildin'. He, I don't know what he's going through. So I got to, I got to, I got to just chuck, man. Big bro wildin', man. So R.J. takes over, you know, R.J. takes another step, right? R.J. finishes the season, averaging 20, 5 and 3. Randall finishes the season. And mind you, this is a <laughs> this when you know shit is sustainable. This is why I said this to Jack, like specifically, like this is how you know something is really sustainable. Randall had a bad season, and he still averaged 20, 10, and five. <laughs> but see, that's why I want to trade him because it's worth a lot. <laughs> I didn't trade. Right. I didn't want to trade him when he was bumming. Being that type of big body, um, skilled, um, that's that's kind of amazing. Uh, not even me trying to be a, a, a regular fan. Just me talking from a basketball perspective. Uh, and you're down here. You had a bad season, according to me. Um, according to a couple other people, we, he had a bad season, and he averaged 20, 10, and 5. So as long as he just plays good basketball, good brand of basketball, he'll be able to average 20, 10, and 5, but it would be it would be with winning. So comes back this season. Now, this season is kind of different because now there's no – this season is kind of different because now – there's no, like, extra caveats. Like, there's no, oh, um, the 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 kids aren't playing. We can't even, I can't even say that right now. I haven't said that in weeks. <laughs> it's the reason why I'm not saying that. Because I don't want to sound like an asshole. I don't want to, I don't want to be that petty. I'm not that type of petty fan. It's petty fans, but I'm not that petty. So, I, I, no, just me not being petty and, and me just seeing for what it is. 
you know, we add Jalen Brunson. Um, I have to add Jalen Brunson. Everything done? Alright. Alright. Alright, you too, OG. No problem. So, after um, adding Jalen Brunson, you come into this season, and the interesting thing about this season is even when I complain, I could throw out a random stat like um, the Knicks have the highest offensive rating this season in 23 years. So, if you go past, go to the past 23 years, Knicks history, and you look at all the offensive ratings for all of the teams, this year's team has the highest offensive rating. So who do I give kudos to to that? Uh, give most of the kudos to it. So it's a, a couple of things. One, it's because Randall's having a good season. Two, because Jalen Brunson is the point guard. And regardless of what I say about um, Jalen Brunson with the ball hogging bastard bullshit. Cause everybody know he be ball hogging sometimes. Like he got, he got to chill. He got to stop. Like I, I don't want to. I, I can't watch that all the time. But at the same time, Jalen Brunson is playing well. He's playing, playing good. He's playing like a point guard. Playing respectfully, um, like an all star, and he should be an all star. And that's one thing I won't take away from Jalen Brunson. But you get JB, you got Randall going on a good season, you got RJ Barrett, he's also averaging 20. So now you got three guys who's averaging 60 points together. And outside of those three guys, you have a collection, a group of players, none of them 30, by the way. Um, most of them are our draft picks. The only player that's not our draft pick right now is Isaiah Hardestine. Uh, who's played two good games back-to-back. Actually holding it down for Mitch right now. Um, Shout-outs to Jericho Sims. He had 14 rebounds. He was was great last night. A lot of energy. Um, Jericho Sims is a big man, too. Pause. At the game the other day, I was looking at Jericho Sims, and I'm like, God damn. I thought Randall was was huge. Jericho Sims don't look 6'9". He looked at least 6'10". I'm gonna have to check again, but Jericho Sims is not no, he's not a tiny man. I will say that. But Jericho Sims um helped out too, and he's also our draft pick. Um, you gotta think about guys like Obi Toppin, who does not get enough minutes, but is still playing. You gotta think about a guy like Manu quickly. And hopefully quickly, I don't want him to lead the Knicks. Um I feel like he's a team player. Uh, I feel like he would take a pay cut. RJ took a pay cut. Uh, Randall took a pay cut. Jalen Brunson, it, well, he he got paid. He rightfully so. He got paid. He deserved his money. That man carried the Mavericks in the playoffs. He Luca carried too, but they had the same size book bag. <laughs> we now playoffs is the money time. Playoffs is pressure time. When you could perform. Like the way he did in pressure time, you would know, like, okay, okay. All you need is you get a guy like that, you add him to what you're doing, you just see see what's gonna happen. Like Jalen Brunson is a guy that I'm I'm absolutely building with him. Um I absolutely not interested in trading Jalen Brunson either. Uh, I think Jalen Brunson will absolutely 
um, I hope the Knicks uh, now and future-wise and his contract gets lower every season. So it's not like we can sit here and really worry about how much he get paid. I think Jalen Brunson uh, will definitely help RJ uh, mature as a person. I think he's helped Julius Randle as well. But Julius Randle, another thing that, um, I got to mention again, that Julius Randle has been seeking – uh, professional help and mental help where he's been seeking a psychiatrist, uh, a sports specialist or whatever. And he's been meditating during games too. Um, I seen a photo of him with, with Dice on the sideline and it looked like Julius Randle. Well, Julius Randle had his eyes closed and it looked like he was in deep thought. And maybe that's something he needs in order for him to stay focused because a focus Julius Randle is a highest offensive rating in 20 years. So as long as he stay focused and he continues to block out the noise, he'll be fine. Uh, I think a lot of venom towards Randle, uh, if, if I could be a person as objective as I can, I think a lot of the hate towards Randle comes from drafting Obi Toppin, too. Um, I will admit that because that's why I'm a little salty with Randle as well. And I think with a lot of fans, they don't like to admit it. So I'll just say it out loud. Uh, when you draft a guy like Obi Toppin, you know, he's from Brooklyn. He's from the city. How can you draft somebody from the city and not give him enough ample time to play? Um, he's been playing the last few games, but he only played 10 minutes. Uh, you wish he could play more. I think that's another reason why a lot of people would prefer to trade Obi uh, just to give Obi the time of day to get on the court. I think me personally, Obi Toppin is a play that you keep for insurance for Randall. Uh, he's been in the city for a couple of years now. Uh, I don't see the reason to trade Obi. Um, the only reason why I would trade Obi if, if push come to shove, uh, let's say a player like, Hmm. Let me think of a player. Uh, OG Ananobi, for example. Um, the Raptors like those type those type of players. Uh, the Raptors will absolutely ask for either OB or they will ask for, I think, name quickly. So you have to lose one of those players. Uh, who would I would prefer to trade? I would prefer to trade name quickly. Um, if it was up to me, I wouldn't want to trade any of those guys. But it's kind of difficult to put a gouge on, 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 on what's important to you. Is the fan base being pissed off more important to you than winning? Because me, I know that in life you have to make sacrifices. And sometimes uh, you gotta, somebody got to be the adult in the room and make those tough sacrifices. And... Nobody's stopping from me. I, I'm just not trading quickly. That's my thing with me. I think just me personally. I'm, I'm not. I'm not interested in trading Emmanuel quickly. I think Emmanuel quickly should be a Nick for the next decade. Just like I feel like R.J. Barrett should be a Nick for the next decade. You have no reason to trade those two guys. Why are you trading? How, we, there's no reason to trade Mitchell Robinson. For what? That's stupid. Quinn Grimes, why? Why am I trading Quinn Grimes? I call him Danny Green for a reason. If you feel like it's disrespectful, I understand. I respect it. I call him Danny Green for a reason. You don't trade Danny Green. Get the fuck out of here. Ask the, 20, the 2014 Spurs about trading Danny Green. He broke the finals record for threes made. 
Y'all got to understand, like, when I try to get these players accurate comparisons, I try to make sure, like, I don't I don't try to shit on them when I'm making this comparison. I like the I like the Danny Green comparison. Me personally, uh, there's no point in trading, no point in trading Quinn Grimes. Um, even if you got a guy like OG and Anobi, I'm not putting Quinn Grimes in that trade. I'm not doing it. All right, those type of players, Quentin Grant, like the Quentin Grimes just archetype in general. Those type of players is so hard to come by that when you get one of them. You cannot let them walk out the door. You can't. Hey, what's up, brother? You can't. You can't let those guys walk out the door. You let me. That's why I can't let quickly walk out the door. Those young boys who defends already, those are do who could defend and either they can hit a three or create their own shot or do something else on offense that is outstanding, that is needed within the starting lineup. You need those Quinn Grimes types. You don't need a whole team full of them, but you need you definitely need one or two of them or three. But you definitely need those types because those types is the type of players that you put next to superstars. Um, those, those, I, and I try not to be uh, very disrespectful when I try to place, uh, you know, comparisons on on Quinn Grimes. You know, for me, I compare him to. Um, his low ceiling is Danny Green. I think he could get to a Michael Finley level, but there's also a Michael Red level he could get to. Uh, where he get the, enough shot attempts? So this is where JB comes in, and JB right now is probably one of the greatest uh, buffers I've ever seen. Pause. And what I mean by that is JB can shield RJ Barrett and Quentin Grimes. I think for another two years. To where those two, you don't really have to rush those two guys to really develop because JB is a vet and JB and Randall. So while their numbers will probably dwindle as they get older, they'll let the kids eat more. So right now, you gotta, I'm just, I'm thinking about it from a basketball perspective. Uh, I don't really try, I don't really like complaining about uh, Quinn Grimes shot attempts, just me personally. Uh, I stopped actually complained about his shot attempts about two weeks ago because I just understood, like, you know, when you got a guy like JB, even though I, I hate his ball-hogging bullshit, but when you got a guy like JB, you don't really want to put too much on Quentin Grimes' plate. For example, last night, uh, watching Quentin Grimes, I just knew he was going to miss both three-pointers. I knew he was going to miss both. But for him to even take the shot, I give him kudos for that. But I knew he was going to miss both. Because he's not the guy, he's he, he's a young boy. Y'all gotta understand, he's a sophomore. He's not quickly. Quickly, he's in his third year. It's not RJ. RJ's in his fourth year. You, you can you cannot compare that man to those guys. He's not ready for that. For his certain certain smoke, I just I don't want him in that fire. I don't want him in that that, that playoff starting fire. Well, I do. If we do get into the playoffs and he's my starting shooting guard and RJ's my starting. Uh, small forward, I think that would be the youngest wing duo tandem to start for a Knicks playoff team since 1999, I believe. Um, Allen Houston and Sprewell. <laughs> so it's been 
it's been two decades plus uh, since we've actually seen that. So I'm not really too mad at it. Uh, I'm just going to be mad at the situations that Grimes would be in. Can he guard James Harden for seven games straight? Like, I got to ask those questions. Like, I don't know if he can. I hope he can. I don't. May God bless him. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, to be honest, R.J. Barrett should be the one taking up taking up that matchup, and Grimes should be taking up the Tyrese Maxey matchup. Um, to go even deeper to that, I think Quickly should be taking that Tyrese Maxey matchup, matchup and let Grimes guard somebody else like Tobias Harris. Oh, God. And then, no, I'll put Randall on Tobias. Matter of fact, Mitchell Robinson and Jericho Sims, and Isaiah Hardenstein, they just going to have to have 18 fouls on Embiid because you, you got to just rough Embiid up. That's where Mitchell Robinson is going to make his money. So depending on um, what team we face in the playoffs, because I, I still feel like the Knicks, these last two wins showed me they, they, they just probably saved their season with these last two wins. It shows resolve. Uh, it shows maturity. You know, this is why you get a guy like Brunson. Give him the big bucks. Um, you don't give him the big bucks to do what he did last night because he had a 10-0 run by himself. I don't know how the fuck is that possible when you keep walking up the ball. But at the end of the day, you still get the win. Uh, you just got to – like, a lot of things got to go the next way. Another thing is we go into a playoff series. Who do I want um, Grimes and RJ Garden – on the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, we going to a Bucks series. Who do I want Grimes or RJ Garden against the Bucks? See, this is why I need, I absolutely would like the Knicks to make a trade for another wing. Uh, I think they need to end this Cam Reddish uh, travesty. This Cam Reddish thing is, it's disgusting to me. Um, it's distasteful. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, I need them to end that situation ASAP. I think that uh, that whole situation is just all optics and politics. Um, I'm disappointed in, in Reddish on behalf of – I'm disappointed in him because just of the injuries, bro. It's like you get paid millions, bro. You have to you have to take care of your body, bro. It, it, if injuries keep reoccurring, maybe you got to change your diet. Maybe you got to change the way you sleep. Maybe you got you to gotta change something within yourself. So you can not get hurt. Like I've read multiple stories about athletes who just changed their diet. Guys like Chris Paul who went vegan and stuff like that. So maybe it's that. But outside of the injury part, uh, I have no complaints with, with, with Reddish this season, man. I, I think it's a crime that he's not playing right now. Uh, how I can't – I think I've been robbed of Reddish and Grime lineups. Um uh, RJ has been a sleeve on defense this season. Uh, it's tough uh, watching him on the bench. So I would like to send him somewhere ASAP uh, so we could just dead that situation all together. Um, we're going into the All-Star break soon. Uh, it's January 27th. And soon it would be the first on next Wednesday. And I would like to see him off the Knicks by February 10th before Valentine's Day so we could just end this all together. Um, and with that said, that trade that I would like uh, is a, a wing. Um, I'm just not interested in 
the Alex Caruso's of the world, uh, the Malik Beasley's, the Gary Trent Juniors. We have those. We got Emmanuel quickly in 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 Quentin Grimes. I don't have no need for those guys um, at all on the Knicks. No need. Uh, I think the Knicks really need a tall wing. Uh, a tall wing who can shoot, who can play make a little bit. If I had to choose a player who played in the NBA between 2000 and 2010, I think the the, the player I would love to just drop right on the Knicks right now is like Lamar Odom. I would love to drop Lamar Odom prime Lamar Odom on, on the Lakers right now in the Knicks because he would be the perfect fit or or uh, a guy like Ron Artest one of those type of guys like they they would be the the that archetype it would be the perfect um fit for what we're trying to do right now uh just to give RJ and Grimes a breather um so you know as I'm reading uh the consistent uh Rumor reports um, the Pelicans, you know, they're discussing Jackson Hayes. Uh, we have no need for him. Nigel Marshall, Devontae Graham. Um, the Nuggets began gouging the trade value of Bones Holland. Uh, the the Wizards, uh, obviously, they, they, they don't plan to, you know, tank. Um, they plan to re-sign. Um, Porzingis, obviously... Looks like a guy that the Knicks can target next summer. Um, I would happily love a reunion with Porzingis. I wouldn't mind coming back. No no biggie. Um, you hear that Alex Caruso is on the market. You hear that, uh, uh, you know, Kobe White is on the market. Um, the Bulls should just break up their whole team. I don't, I don't know what they're trying to do. So, But you also see that a guy like K.J. Martin is on the market. Um I've seen people mock a trade, uh, KJ Martin and the boy Eric to the Knicks for Cam Reddish and I think Evan Foyer. And I mean, if if Tibbs is going to play KJ Martin, I mean, cool. Uh, I'm cool with it. Uh, I like KJ Martin. I, I watch him from afar. I watch a couple Rockets games um, just to like scout individual players. You got to have fucking NBA app. Um, I wouldn't mind uh, KJ Martin. He's 22. Um, he's been quite productive as a starter. Shoot, uh, averaging 14 points and seven rebounds, shooting 35% from three. Um, it's really nothing concrete about his future. Uh, but I I wouldn't be opposed to it. Uh, I kind of I, I like KJ Martin. Uh, if he's on the market, I I wouldn't be opposed to getting him. If you want to get Eric Gordon with it. Okay, cool, but who is Eric Gordon playing over? Um, I'm absolutely not playing him over Grimes. I'm not playing him over quickly. I'm not playing him over KJ KJ Martin. Uh, if they want to, like, if, if if he's on the market, I think the Knicks should go target a guy like that. If that's the case, um, but also one of the biggest rumors um, recently. I want to talk about uh, is the the OG Ananobi uh, rumor, and it was reported that the Knicks was were willing to offer first round picks. Um, they don't know what at what point, but we'll see. Uh, I kind of like the like that pickup. I think it's the most intriguing pickup. Um, 
OG Ananobi uh, leads the league in steals. I think that's something that we need in the starting lineup, uh, a guy that can get deflections. I've seen a stat, man, that had R.J. Barrett, like, dead smack bottom in the corner. Um, and there was a stat where I believe R.J. Barrett just does not get deflections. He does not get a lot of steals. And I'm kind of disappointed in that. Uh, I really need him this offseason to focus on defense. Uh, he really has to focus on his defense. I need him to focus on defense, um, ball handling, and free throw shooting only. I think shooting, his, his shooting will come. I'm not worried about the shoot. But his free throw shooting, his defense, and his ball handling, he has to work on that. And looking at OG Ananobi, I like the fit with him and R.J. Barrett. I think that a guy like Jalen Brunson would have to change his game. I would absolutely not ask Julius Randle to change his game. Whatever Julius, whatever the fuck he's doing, he need to stay doing that. We don't need to fuck that up right now. He is emotional. I don't even want to fuck that up with Randall right now. He's playing so well. You, I don't want to do nothing to that man that makes him feel. Let him keep playing that way. If, if you see a guy like OG Ananobi, I know he'll scale it back as well. Um, but I feel like the guy that would most likely have to change their game is Jalen Brunson. Um, and the funny thing about Jalen Brunson, too, is I think Jalen Brunson is a guy who – absolutely understands the moment. And I think that, uh, you know, getting a guy like OJ Ananobi would absolutely uh, 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 raise the ceiling of the overall Knicks team. Um, it just depends, man. It depends. Are you willing to give up three first-round picks? Uh, the question I got to ask people are, well, how, what do you want to do with this with this mid-call? Do you want to maximize these guys? I'm trying to maximize the talent that I have. I just heard that James Dolan. I just heard the James Dolan interview. I just heard both of them. James Dolan fully backs his coach. He fully backs his president of basketball operations. He does not mess with basketball. He does not mess with them when it comes to them doing their job. That is one thing that people need to thank Phil Jackson for. Is Phil Jackson taught that man Dolan. You have to stay back and let the basketball people do the basketball things, right? And James Dolan, he just sits back and, you know, he just wants people to have fun and he wants people to come to the garden and he wants uh, – he backs his coach. He backs his president of basketball operations. He backs Julius Randle. I'm pretty sure he backs um, a couple of other guys. He mentioned Mitchell Robinson by name. So you dumb motherfuckers who think James Dolan is going to allow anybody to trade Mitchell Robinson on his watch. <laughs> you don't even know to have. It's not trading Mitch. Uh, with that said, if you want to maximize Brunson, Arjun, and all of these guys, I think you will have to be willing to give up three first-round picks. Um, what are these picks that you're trying to give up? Me, personally, uh, I feel like in 2024, uh, I feel like the Knicks, Brunson is going to be 27, Randall 29. Knicks should absolutely be a top-four seed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, if you're talking to me, 
that 2024 pick, I would absolutely give that up unprotected. But this is under the mindset of you're trying to maximize what you got going on right now and still have flexibility in the future. You don't have to give up all of your unprotected picks. You can give up one, and you can get on them two bummer-ass protected picks that we couldn't give up for Donovan Mitchell. I'm fine with that. But OJ Ananobi is not prime Kawhi Leonard, so I'm not going to give you the whole shebang. I can't. But if you want to talk to me about a 2024 pick unprotected, I'll talk to you. You know, you can't talk to me about quickly, but you got to give the get. See, hustle is hustle. Masai Ujiri is a hustler. Knicks did business with the Raptors before. So absolutely, those two teams will trade with each other again. They have history together. But this time, when they do business, the Knicks won't get fucked. So, me, I'm, I'm absolutely, you know, I'm, I'm a person that push come to shot. I would trade Obi. Uh, you could give them Evan Fournier. Uh, but I don't think they would ask for Obi. I think they would ask for Obi, but I think they would ask for quickly. And I think the selling point that they would give to quickly is, look, we're an up-and-coming team. We're moving Fred Van Fleet. We have a starting open point guard job for you. And we can pay. And you probably have a chance to play with Scotty Barnes and another top five pick. Because knowing the NBA, they probably are grant the Raptors another top five pick if they keep looking ass. So <laughs> um, just trying to think both sides because I hate trying to do trades just for the Knicks. Like when Knicks fans do these stupid ass trades, put these stupid ass trade machines together, man, they only do trades just for Knicks fans. I'd be like, yo, cut, just shut your fucking laptop off. Stop putting this stupid shit on the timeline. You want to talk a trade, you got to give to get. So you might have to give up quickly. Might have to give up your 2024 pick unprotected. But I'm not giving up quickly. I would give him Obi. I would give him Evan. I would say to them, Look, listen, I'm giving you my 2024 pick unprotected, and I'm giving you two lottery-protected picks that might convey because I don't expect for Detroit to be bad next season. I don't expect for the Wizards to be bad next season. Uh, I kind of really don't expect the Mavericks to Yeah, I No, the Mavericks pick is going to convey this year. They're absolutely going to make the playoffs. Where it conveys, uh, that's to be determined. Um, but if this rumor came out and it came out, you know, I believe it started, it got real hot. I believe yesterday, I believe it probably might happen, uh, because the Knicks don't put out rumors for no reason. They put out certain feelers. They let the fan base give their takes because they, 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 they pick and choose. Right. I think that's why. I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, um, it was rumored that Kevin Knox and Frank Nellikina, and I believe Mitchell Robinson, was a deal for Anthony Davis. The Knicks was not willing to make that trade. Why do you think the Knicks was not willing to make that trade? Because there was people like me. There's a lot of people, a lot of people in the fan base. It's like, no, you're not trading my fucking draft picks. So I think 
that comes to this regime now, like, are they scared from the blowback of the fan base if they make certain moves? Um, I don't, I'm hoping they don't operate like that. Uh, I'm hoping they operate with good faith, in good faith. Um, because it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm scared that they would actually just stand pat at the trade deadline. Um, if they do stand pat, um, it's cool, but how can you stand pat and still have Cam Reddish just on the bench? So if you go into the playoffs and Cam Reddish is on the bench, and if you lose a playoff series with Reddish on the bench, that's going to look much worse. So they got to get that shit together. They have to, like, end that shit all together, man, because it's going to look bad. Uh, and I don't want one to get to that point, but somebody would absolutely would have to be fired over that. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Uh, I think teams, the Knicks gotta listen to. They gotta absolutely, absolutely talk to. There's one team that I've felt for years that is the perfect trade partner for the New York Knicks, and that is the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic and the Knicks is like two lovers that never met, like. They have all the pieces that the Knicks can use right now. Literally. Like, I could... We can use a Terrence Ross right now. That is a fact. We can use a Jonathan Isaac right now. That is a fact. Um, RJ Hampton? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, Gary Harris? Mm, okay. Cool. Uh, you know, Mo Bamba... But that team specifically, they have so many log jams that, and they don't have enough vets. Uh, they would absolutely take a guy like <laughs> Evan Fournier back. But I think that I would absolutely try to gouge them on a trade for Terrence Ross. Um, if they could give me Isaac, they're probably not trading Isaac because Isaac is a defensive monster. But if they're trying to give me Terrence Ross, Mo Bamba, Gary Harris or something, I'll probably talk to them. But the only reason why I would want to talk to them because I would really like Jonathan Isaac on the Knicks. Um, he's a perfect fit. Um, I think Jonathan Isaac would be very fun on the Knicks. Uh, but you got to think about Orlando also have Jalen Suggs, Markel Fultz, and Cole Anthony. Um, they expended a top six pick on Jalen Suggs. Uh, they spent another top lottery pick on Cole Anthony. And they sent out draft capital for Markel Fultz. So, obviously, they're invested in those three. But I feel like that's another team that will be sellers at, at the trade deadline. Um, we should absolutely make a call to them. Um, hopefully, uh, the Knicks can try to, you know, get, get – get in on, on, on the Orlando Magic stuff. Um, but a Raptors is another team that I'm ab absolutely looking at. Um, another team that I, not too many other teams that I'm looking at. Uh, maybe the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Phoenix Suns is going through a lot of problems. But I personally, the only player that I would absolutely like from the Phoenix Suns is Mikael Bridges. Uh, I think he would be a perfect fit. But I think the Suns are heavily invested in Mikael Bridges, so I'm not going to sit here and try to mock him to the Knicks. Um, 
but just a lot of the latest rumors like um about players that the Knicks are looking at. Um so finally just for me to y'all, you know, no more Kyle Kuzma talk. Um I think that's dead. Um the James Dolan, the face facial recognition uh technology. I think that um it's just a bunch of poppycock. A lot of places use facial recognition technology. Uh, and a lot of corporate places use that. Uh, they don't want certain people in their corporate space. So, duh. Like, why wouldn't they have that? It's the fucking one of the biggest venues in in America. Are you kidding me? So, you know, uh, shout outs to, you know, Nick Spaces. Appreciate y'all. Shout outs to everybody that told that. Appreciate y'all. Mahalo at y'all tomorrow. It's your boy State. I'm out of here. Peace and blessings.